Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. G'day folks and welcome to Australian UFO Sightings official podcast. I'm your host Anthony Goodall and you're listening to Encounters Down Under. Here we invite guests on the show to tell us about their encounters with aliens and UFOs, where most of our episodes were streamed live from our Facebook page, which gave listeners the opportunity to ask questions to our guests regarding their encounter. If you have had an encounter and would like to be a guest on the show, please get in touch with us. You can send us a message through our Facebook page, Encounters Down Under, or send us an email at AustralianUFOSightings at Outlook.com.au. Be sure to join us on Facebook and share with your friends and family to help us grow, and hopefully encourage others to come forward with their encounter. If you're an iTunes listener and a fan of the show, why not give us that five-star rating and review, and you could have your review featured on the podcast. But enough of that, let's get into what you've been waiting for. So kick back, relax with your favourite beverage, and enjoy the show. G'day folks and welcome back to a new segment Encountering the Coded Realms, where Triffin and Grub join me as we dive back down this deep rabbit hole that is the unknown. Don't forget to subscribe to Encounters Down Under YouTube channel, where you can see the segment and the images that get provided during the live stream. That there, I think they can see us now. I hope it's Broadcast is live. We are live. live. Oh, yes, we are live. We're that's, live. That's bloody hope so. Jeez, what a bit of a carry on that was. <laughs> I don't know, I'm sending you guys links here and the links aren't going through and it's like, what's going on here? Jeez. Wow. <coughs> Wi-Fi anyway. didn't want to work. It was all happening there for a second. Yeah, see, look, I think there's something going on with the deep state here. They just didn't want us to go and get involved yeah, here or something. You know. share much. No, they don't want this information out, eh? Jeez, oh, look, it's getting a smash into it. Yeah, the Australians are a little square, Ooh. aren't they? Yeah, they are, they are indeed. Well, look, guys, welcome to another that's, episode of Encounters Under Live. Freezing. Um, hey, Grub. It's great you know having you here. <laughs> and um, look, I think I'm going to go We're on. Off to a gonna, flyer. We are. <laughs> I'm going to skip all this bloody context shit that Anthony, I started off with at the start there. So let's crack into this. Um, I hope real guys are all working Mate. on your end. Mate, we didn't hear the last the minute, two minutes of what you just said. Oh, you're kidding. Grub, do you hear yeah, me all you right? Were, you were like this. You were like, oh. <laughs> yeah, you guys are pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, what is going on here? That's horrible. <laughs> wow, that's going to be a good one. 
That's all. Anyway, right. we'll just keep going. We're going to roll with it. Yeah, look, guys, we've got uh, Trevin here from Unlocking the Code here. Um, if you haven't checked out his podcast already, he's available on all the other platforms there. Um, also got Grub here from Subconscious Realms there with uh, co-host with General Lee and helps him out a fair bit on that side of things. Guys, welcome to the show. Hey, mate. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome How you back. Doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, listen, we, me and Grub have had a discussion <laughs> off the air and we have a different plan. Uh, oh, yeah. For tonight's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we went off in a bit of a tangent about a fortnight ago and, and uh, look, that's very important work. At, however, your original question, we came back to it, right? And your original question yeah. was evidence advanced technology uh, in the ancient past, obviously leading to UAPs, UFOs, these sorts of things, right? Yeah. And I, I was listening to an episode the other day of yours. Been enjoying your podcast lately too, man. Thank Doing you. Some Appreciate good work. it. And I, I've actually got Grant yeah, Levac. Yeah. yeah, Grant Levac's coming on uh, next week. Oh, so. awesome. That's awesome. So really appreciate that contact, man. Uh, he's a really nice guy. So yeah, no, he's good. Looking forward to having a chat with him. However, you mentioned OOPSART. Well, you know what you what you mentioned was the antikythera mechanism that was found in the ocean. Okay. Yep. Uh, which was the the computer, the mechanical computer that was found in a shipwreck. Yep. And that got me got me down the thought process of probably the best evidence for advanced tech is OOPSART. Right, so Upart for those that don't understand is out of place artifacts, okay. And look, what we understand, there is over seventy five thousand plus of these artifacts, okay. Now each one of these ones will throw you down a different rabbit hole. And I thought we're going to go through all seventy five thousand. No, we're not. I chose. <laughs> <laughs> there's I a list. Chose, Just go to the Smithsonian. Yeah. <laughs> Just knock on the door of the Vatican of the Smithsonian and say, can we get under, uh, underground, please? Yeah, please. I'd love to get down there. <laughs> oh, man, the secrets they'd have down there. Oh, no idea. And, you're not, and see, the thing is about the U part, Anthony, that's actually one of the stories. And if you listen to the EFS series, it's been going on forever, but it's been really fun. Actually, Grub's coming in as the Sentinel uh, for us in the EFS series. It's going to be a bit of fun. We did start calling him the Watcher, but then I looked into the Thesaurus, and Sentinel is much better than the Watcher. Yeah. Yeah. Grub the Sentinel. <laughs> Griffin up on the tower looking down yeah. at the, yeah, yeah. the peasants. Yeah. Deep in the blue mountains. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of peasants. <laughs> <laughs> like bear it. traps. I've got to keep those bear, bear tra- traps in. Bear traps. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, no. So uh, I chose four, right? And we're going to start. Can you, I can still share, can I, mate? Yes, you can, um, mate. Yes, I can do that. I can work things around a little bit now just... so people won't see the whole transitioning screen that i had there before so everyone's got these all in the big one screen now it's working a treat cool so it doesn't look ugly cool. now when i go and transition these into um into one of these little do there you go okay look, look at that mint. look oh. at that nice see we're upgrading anthony i we like are. it mate we're I'm learning, learning. <laughs> we're all learning see i'm learning too because i powered my second screen so i don't have to look at a tiny version hey, look, right yeah. so this is what you were talking oh, about. Here we yeah? go. Yeah. The antikythera mechanism. Okay. Uh, now, the antikythera mechanism, it was found in a shipwreck in 1901. Uh, they estimated to be about two and a half thousand years old, but it been, it's hard with that when you're doing shipwreck stuff. They, it was, they dated it to the ship that they found it on. Okay. So that's, that's the e- epoch that they dated it to because you can't date a, a mechanical mechanism in the ocean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which leads me to believe, well, there's a couple of things about the antikythera mechanism that 
improve advanced technology. Okay. Um, there's a couple of, we can see here, this one, this was actually, they've made it. Uh, oh, so they've replicated it. It was a recreation, it. wasn't it? Yeah. They've made yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'll do is I'll just save that. It's like a um, clock. That's, it's a, it's it's absolutely it, fascinating. It what it is is it's a it's a celestial thing, okay. So that is actually a reproduction of it, right? So what they've been able to do is laser scan it and basically reproduce it. And what they figured out is it's a celestial thing. It's to map the stars. It's a navigational instrument that maps the stars, okay. And look, that is amazing in itself. Definitely. Two and a half thousand years ago, that a mechanical computer that could map the stars was found on a Greek ship uh, in the Mediterranean. However, it gets a bit deep in that, Anthony, when we talk about UPART. And we're going to start talking about advanced technologies, right? Um, what we need to do is just contemplate for a second uh, because it's not only they found the pieces, right, and the pieces were built. As you boys would know, you must have the technology to make the accurate pieces exactly. before you can make the pieces, right? And the piece of equipment that makes the equipment needs to be more accurate than the equipment that it's making, yeah? Yep. So, you know, even if it's 2,500 years ago, who was the engineer 2,500 years ago in the Greek Empire? That's right. In the Greek Empire, right? However, you would think, because there's only one of them, right? If they, if, if they had antikythera mechanisms that... Um, you know, got, were on, on Greek ships, we would have found more than one, yeah? Mm -hmm. So you would say that it's an echo from another time. But the, the other thing about the antikythera mechanism, sure, you need the tool to build the tool, to build the tool, right? Mm -hmm. But where's zero on that yeah. mechanism? And how did they know where zero was? Exactly. Right? And where and how did they understand to do that? You know, so I thought, look, we are going to end up with some UFO stuff. Don't worry, Anthony. Oh, that's right. No, it all leads up to it, eh? It, there's it got does. to be something does, there right? that's still related to it. Yeah. Did you want to add anything to the Antikythera group before we um, – because I just thought we'd start there because that was the one you mentioned the other day. There's been so much done on the Antikythera. Um, it's still very, very fascinating and still very not really well understood. Uh, however, did you want to add anything, Grub, before we – Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll start with the fact that it's geared. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. each each gear to their to their diameter to how many teeth are on there dictates the ratio. Yeah, how it moves. So yeah, that's right. The mathematical ratios are understood mm -hmm. when they built the machine. But mm -hmm. like you said before, the engineers and the tools that was used to perfection to create this mm -hmm. also incorporates. Some crazy geometrical maths. Yeah, well, so, yeah. What are you looking at? You're looking at geometry. You're looking at uh, trigonometry. You're looking at metallurgy. You're looking at engineering. You're looking ratios, at uh, ratios, and then the actual timing that they were doing. So before this mechanism was created, there was people that were doing these calculations straight in their head from a solid yeah. state calendar that was on the ground or on the on, on painted on a roof somewhere. So mm -hmm. before this was created for they had the to layman to be able to work yeah. it out. Absolutely. There was actually people that were doing it in their heads, like the priests, mm. the, uh, mm. the, uh, yeah, they were, the, the priests back then were the scientists. So in a way that 
them holding and repeating the knowledge and uh, repainting maps and, and rechanting certain chants and stuff. They might not actually know what they're saying, but eventually someone actually worked it out mm. and actually, you know, they're actually doing maths in their head. <laughs> and I think if we come to mechanical objects as well, I was just had a bit of a thought there. Some of the mechanical objects, China's a weird one, and we're going to sort of end up in China um, along this process before we start talking a little bit of a different subject that me and Grub want to go down. However, uh, there's a lot of these mechanical objects and animals and things that they've found in China, which are incredibly advanced and, and incredibly interesting. Uh, but again, how what what stage is your society at, Anthony, to get to where you build one of these, right? How far have you come along to be able to, as, as Grub said, use, use geometry, use math, use trigonometry, use uh, astronomy, use the measuring the equinox, the sun, the, the, the moon. And that is what is all inside that little device. Hmm. So whether or not, you know, that's, it's almost unequivocal proof that this is, this is sorry, just to, just to jump in. You're right, mate. Don't that worry. was, this is, this is uh, before Alexander the Great. So this is in in the bronze in in the uh, the Iron Age, uh, but still at this time the, this would have been the classical time of of uh, the Greeks. So mm. just to, just to put it a, kind of an age kind of kind of position there. Yeah, mm. the Greeks and, were running and, the joint it was before the and Romans. You so. And you would have thought that we would have found more than one. Yeah, that's right. Right. If if that were common, that's yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, now speaking about empires and timing and this next thing the next thing i thought i'd show you mate the common one that everybody knows is this it's the piri reese map okay now the piri reese map has actually got uh um, cryptids in here there's cryptids and different types of animals in here but this is also antarctica free of ice mate oh true yeah okay can we zoom in on that map yeah, I've got. I, I, I here's one I prepared. Yeah, there, oh, there is the, there is thought that there was it was a very strange version of South America, um, but yeah. it is most definitely South America, and um, it's just the positioning of the bottom actually hooks South America around, uh, going from west to east, actually becoming yeah. A, yeah. A, a a longitude coast. So mm. it's um, and it's, you can see all the, all, all the cryptid stuff here. Yeah. Right, you can see all the cryptid stuff here. There's the interesting animals, right? And Perry Reese was a guy. Now, the Perry Reese map was done in 1513. Okay, now he's quite open about the fact that he copied this part of the map from a much larger and much older map. Okay, so this is just a section, a corner of whatever this map was, uh, and it was copied in the 1500s. Now, understand, we didn't find Antarctica, well, didn't find Australia till the 1600s, right? Yep. Didn't find Antarctica till 1700s, right? And, yeah, they've, they've measured it, and this is the Antarctic coastline without ice. And the only way they could do that is they used a form of LIDAR to see through the ice, right? Because Antarctica is its own continent all by itself. Yep. And they see through the ice, and this is the active coastline of Antarctica. That's amazing. So it makes you wonder, like, where they're getting the ideas of these cryptids that are involved on the map. Animals used to exist, man. I mean, there used to be a giant wombat that lived in Australia. Yeah, that's right. But that's Australia. But Um, you're talking about, like, Antarctica. Like, you'd think... 
Well, as the ice recedes, must be a goddamn old map if it was only redrawn in the 1500s and you've got like people living in Antarctica, then the original maps may have been copies of maps of copies of maps, copies of maps, copies of maps, copies of maps. maps. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, Anthony, as the ice recedes and as they dig and understand what's underneath the ice in Antarctica, there's vegetation, there's trees, there's Mm. evidence of trees and vegetation and stuff. So once upon a time, it was free of ice. There's yep. no argument with that. Um, but how long ago was that, right? Yeah. Now, this isn't the only map. So I, I wrote a bit of a list, but I thought we do, we're not going to go through a whole heap of maps. But there's the Perry Reese map. There is the uh, – and forgive my pronunciation. I'm, I'm the Australian, right? The Orentinius map, the Bouch map, a Borsch map, the Franco Roselli map, and the Mercator map. Now, if you boys remember, when we were younger, we used to have Mercator or Mercator atlases, right? Uh, Now, now the original um, map that Mercator used already had longitude on it, right? So he found a map that had already had longitude on it. Now, Uh, in order to measure longitude, you need to know where the North and South Pole is. You need to know the, the diameter of the Earth, right? There's a whole heap of calculations that go into the vertical lines, is that longitude or latitude? I can't remember which one it is, but. Um, they yeah, both the go vertic- down. <laughs> they both go <laughs> they down. Both down, down. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, whichever one it was, it was one or the other, and the Mercator map was found with the longitude. Now, the only way you know that is to know how big the Earth is. You know what yeah, I mean? It's like the east to west. It's the east, east to west. west. I don't That's think the they right. know That's where right. they are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd have to know the circumference of the planet in order to do that. Right now, you know, that was done in 1538. Most of the countries that we understand exist now with the latest conquest, right, over the last 500 years, we didn't even know existed in the 1500s, right? There was not a complete map of the earth in 1500. They just made it, yeah. The the Americas was 1468 or something. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Late 1400s. Yes, it only just landed in the, in the Americas, right? I mean, yeah, you can't leave, you know, maps and because again, advanced technology is what you would you would think on a planet filled with water that your progression would be being able to circumnavigate the planet. Okay, um, I did think about some of the weird stuff that's been found. There was apparently Roman coins found in northern Australia. Um, there's obviously the Gosford glyphs here. Uh, there's a number of different erroneous things that have actually been found down under, mate, which say that, you know, well, the Chinese, the indigenous, in the indigenous culture, the Chinese were trading with the Australians a long, long time before he came in here. Same with the Dutch, right? Yeah. The Dutch knew about the East Coast or the West Coast of Australia, but a long time before um, anybody else did. However, you know, and you, you, could, you could start talking about the, the Maori, you know, the, the Polynesians, how did they get across the Pacific, right? Um, there's echoes of stories of big boats that they used to make and use. But the Chinese, for example, up until, so the Spanish Armada, what's that, 1600s, 1700s, right, when the Spanish, the Spanish took over the seas. And 300 years prior to that, the Chinese were floating around the world in ships three to four times the size of a Spanish galleon, basically giving shit away right 
and then all of it, it was like this, whatever this emperor family is, were the ones that shut the border about 500 years ago. Yeah, they, 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 they actually burnt all their ships and yeah. shut every, shut their ports down and everything for some reason. Yeah, burnt their ships, shut their ports down, closed up shop. And that's the, that's the, that's the echoes of the China that we know today. Um, but so, I mean, you know, the, every single ancient tale has the, the seafarers, right? I mean, there's the story out of Egypt that there was a seafaring civilization that warred with Egypt for three pharaohs or something. Like every five, 10, 15 years, these people would arrive in these unbelievable boats, mess up the Egyptians and then leave, Right. And that went on for ages, and they're not even sure now who that who those people were. They were just the people that came from the ocean, right? Um, I think we've been circumnavigating this planet for a very, very long time. Mm, right? I can care, hundred percent. Um, you know, if we could get access to the Smithsonian, um, the, the the British uh, Museum wouldn't be a bad place either. I don't reckon, uh, and the Vatican. I guarantee we could find maps that are thousands and thousands of years old, right? Because mm. in order to reach any, there's a technical technological advance that makes sense. You know what I mean? You're on a you're on a you're on a piece of land surrounded by water. You figure out your land, and then you make a boat. I mean, and figure out what's on the other land, right? And then, Mate, that, where does know, that sun go? Where does it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> you're going to go there. Where's the <laughs> yeah. next hill? You know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, so advanced, and you know, well, the, there's the Viking glass as well, right? There's the, I mean, the Vikings were everywhere, man. There's evidence now of the Vikings in yeah. North America, right? I mean, here you, you go. Know, here's here's something for the Vikings with with their with their twin headed battle axe, the symbol for the Minoan culture, which was the island of Crete, which is the first texts, the first European texts, the first culture for Europe came from Crete. Their symbol was a double-headed axe. And you can sail from Crete up to the Black Sea and then you can go across and go all the way up to the Denmark area mm. unimpeded using the waterways. So, I mean, Minoans disappeared. We don't know where they went. They got taken over by the Greeks and their symbol was a double-headed axe. Yeah. So the the, uh, yeah. the, the possibilities are rife, you know. And, and when the we Vikings start... and they, their symbol was a double-headed axe. But even, even we want to, I mean, symbols is another one, right? You want us to get talking about symbols. There's so in the oldest cave art, in the oldest carvings, in the oldest uh, primitive indigenous art of any country of any culture across the world, there's like 32 symbols that echo across every single culture, right? It's almost like a the echoes of a common language, almost, and in most cases. The symbol means the same thing regardless of where you go, right? So that means they're communicating, right? They're not, you know, they haven't got mobiles, right? So how are they communicating? They're circumnavigating, they're traveling across oceans, across continents, sharing knowledge and understanding, right? There's a there's an echo here of this stuff, yeah? Um, but yeah, the map stuff's very interesting because, and again, you got to look past the fact it's a pretty picture. So yeah, it's a beautiful picture. Exactly, but you got to move past that. So you needed a ship that could circumnavigate the oceans, and even someone with a rudimentary understanding of oceans need means you need a decent ship, right? You can't yeah. just you know 
get a six foot. If you look at the old maps compared to this map, there's you, you you're looking at professionalism in this map. This map absolutely could have, like valued you. and used back then. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it is it is detrimental to know your shit when you're going out the seas, middle of nowhere. Yeah, on that's a right. Bit so of you, stick, a bit yeah, of wood, and like. a bit of wood. <laughs> and so again, to get to the get to the level where you've got to build a ship that's good enough to do the circumnavigation. How many ships did you build before that? You didn't just all of a sudden build a wicked ship, right? Yeah. So that is again. Now we're talking about understanding timber, uh, being able to shape and move timber, fire. Um, again, the stars, right? Engineering, mathematics, trigonometry, all of these things must be have understood at some level before you even get anywhere near doing this stuff. Yeah, hundreds of trial and error. Yeah, from, absolutely. From, from an idea of a of a single port of a of a uh, like a. a what do you call a, a staging point? Um, is thought to actually be in the Americas, in, in Central America. Mm-hmm. Um, they they found in Rio de Janeiro and a few few other. Uh, I can't remember the other islands around the area, but they found these golden cards, and it's like a, a a gold card that they used to have on a string with different knots. And what they would do was hold the string in their mouth and and keep the knot on on their teeth, and hold the square out on the horizon. And as long as you kept the polar star at the corner of that card, your destination on the port to the east to west would be reached. You'd be at the right latitude to be able to hit the right longitude. Mm. And so this, if you change the knot and held a different knot in your mouth and held the card up the to make sure that, that it would, you would end up in a different latitude. Yeah. yeah so this was, and this is, yeah. this has been drawn. This has been drawn on Aztec. Uh, drawings it looks like mm. people used to say it, that that's that's not what it is it's actually this other thing but the whole idea of of this the, the string connected and holding it in their mouth they always it's thought a it navigation was a, weapon or a flame coming yeah. out of their mouth it's, it's actually a navigation line, line. Yeah. that's exactly right yeah. yeah yeah that's incredible yeah and, and again how do you get to that point where's your level of understanding to get to that point yeah exactly right um, mm. we, we, it can, we don't even think about it using it like that. You know what I mean? Especially right. in Australia where there is no polar star, you know, there's no mm. fixed point. We can actually use a card like that to actually make that work. Mm. Yeah. So, well, I mean, the, the Southern yeah, Cross to understand is the best thing it, we've and got, this is but drawn it's still... in ancient cultures. Mm. How long were they using it for? And why did they mm. need it if they were traveling the seas? Yeah. You don't just get that. You, you, only you don't really need, need that, that traveling across really the traveling. bay. Yeah. Yeah. If you're yeah. just going across <laughs> the bay and go and see old mate, you don't need a magical gold card, you know, like, you're you're traveling great distance um yeah you know i mean and if you go when you talk just quickly about the aztec and we talk about advanced technologies and stuff like that the aztec story is the bearded man you know it's always the bearded man right the bearded man the tall beautiful women came across the ocean on a boat with no sails right and taught us how to do everything basically that's the traditional story um think about the ark myth Right, think about the ark. Yeah, you know, um, you know, there's all these interpretations, right? Now, I thought I got I got three more. I'm going to show you. Yep. Are we going to go Before to we the? Just go, I just want to go and yeah. point out uh, that what was it um, that contraption you had there? Was it uh, 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 the Antikythera mechanism? Antikythera? Yeah. Now, this you're yep. claiming this thing is like what two thousand years old? Yes. Yeah, I was just had to go make, make myself look smart here. I had to go and Google up when we actually uh, invented analog clocks because that would be the closest thing we had to what that thing looks like. Yeah, so good. analog yeah, good. clocks yeah, were yeah, you know good. invented in 1656. So put that in comparison to how many years between. 
you know, that mm-hmm. throws out a proportion that this thing was well and truly. 2,500, yeah. Do you, so what's that? It makes it oh, 2,500 BC. No, was it 500 BC to 1,500 BC, uh, AD? Hmm. What's that, about 2,000 years, isn't it? 2000 there years, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, like we were only just touching in on bloody analogs and cogs and stuff like that to go and be able to do analog clocks. Mm. So, you know, that's incredible. But again, you got to, again, you, you, you got to zoom out a second. The only reason that it's 2000 years old is that's how old the ship is. Yeah. Right. So, still, who knows how yeah. old the actual, yeah. And just send it back further, right? Mechanism. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, the, the U part stuff too, Anthony, is look, you could do. You can get lost in Upart because, but every single one of it throws uh, stuff out of order. So I mean, I've chosen some stuff that's interesting, but there's all this weird stuff where it's like they find a gold chain in a coal seam that's a hundred that's a hundred thousand years old, right? A perfect gold chain. They hundred million, hundred million. Yeah, there's well, there's no. It's like the one was a hundred thousand. One was a chain was a hundred thousand. There was a there's a, a steel oh, bell yeah. that was that was three three million, right? There was this there's the, 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 interestingly, Anthony, there's like these periods of time where it's like three hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, three million. If you look at this Upart, that number repeats itself and repeats itself um, through the but again, that gets to dating, and we're not going to start talking about dating because we'll never <laughs> but that's carbon dating as we understand it, right? Yep. Um what does a cataclysm do to carbon dating? Maybe that's a conversation for another time. Yeah. Uh, however, I thought I would take you to the next one we go to is the Eker Stones because these ones aren't really well known because the Eker Stones have been written off as a hoax, right? And there's a bit of a story here. Um, so that is – so can you share that for me, please, sir? It's- Going on there now, Bango. I'm going to zoom that up so I can get now the reason. And, oh, we'll get too close in, but anyway, no, we're good, man. It looks good. No, it looks good. I'll just go through the stream. Now, these stones, yeah. these, these type of stones have been found in the Americas from American Indians, so they are and, and Australian um, Charinga stones. So, yeah, there is a reference yeah, this, for these things in the past. This this style of stone and how these stones are done, you are totally right, Grub. Echoes across uh, mainly across the Americas. And into but into Australia as well. Now you've got to remember too that in the, on the tip of South America, there's still a tribe to this day that performs corroboree, right? And they are genetically indigenous Australians, right? And they, they still exist in South America today. Um, but these Eka stones were found in I can't remember South America somewhere, right? There's a whole big part of the podcast. Unlocking the code. Yeah, <laughs> look at the EFS series. It's that's like, your it's dinosaur episode, isn't it? Uh, dragons. This Sorry. one, what? Well, no, yeah, dinosaurs and dragons is different. Dinosaurs is, da- but but look at this. Here's a triceratops. Okay, here's a. It looks like a, a brontosaurus of some kind, right? There's all these. Yeah, animals. I think one of them they say was a snapper turtle, but yeah, there's um, a snapper. The turtle, American right? Indians go, nah, like yeah, yeah. no, nah, you're insulting us. <laughs> you said that. Yeah, 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 but there's also um, like this one here is like a, a star thing. I mean, that looks like the double helix, right? Um, there's thousands upon thousands of these stones right now. If you look up the story of the Eka stones and you skim the internet, you will basically find a story about uh, some dodgy farmer who did the stones himself and then sold them and was basically done for fraud and held by the Mexican government, right? Yeah. 
you dig further into that, this farmer was illiterate. There's something like 110,000 of these stones. And me and Angus worked it out on the podcast. It was like he would have to do like 10 stones a day from when he was six, right? Yeah. But, he, <laughs> but, he, but he couldn't read or write, right? You know what I mean? He couldn't read or write. He had no idea, right? And then then he just drew pictures of, of a triceratops dinosaur and a brontosaurus, right, out of his imagination. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, because you know what it was. Yeah, he would never have seen a book to have to see a yeah. dinosaur to be able to carve the fucking dinosaur. Yeah, to be. look, there's a <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what we said the other night. It's like, draw me a dinosaur. If you didn't know what a dinosaur looked like, draw me a dinosaur. If you yeah. didn't know what a dragon looked like, draw me a dragon. You'd have no right? idea. You'd have no idea, right? And they, but not easy is are these stones, so they have pictures that we can easily decipher exactly what they are, right? They're also very accurate, and there's thousands and thousands of these things. Now, unfortunately, like any good idea, they do get um, or they have been copied and then sold on the black market, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a guy, Dr. Cabrera, I think his name is. He uh, he basically, after many years of talking to the farmer, right, because the farmer would never deviate from his story, okay, never deviate that he did them. Look, I think from all reports, the Mexican Mexican prison system is probably not a real good one. Like, I'm pretty sure they had, had a way. We had his way, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, But he never diverted. But after this doctor gained his trust, he took him to the place. And there was like thousands of these stones just at, at inside this cave. What, still there? Still there. Yeah, right. Right. They, he excavated them, right, at the time. And, of course, this Dr. Cabrera won't say where, that, where it is. But it was found in a valley, okay? Now, there's literally thousands and thousands of these things. Number one, how long does it take to do that, right? And number two, I mean, just let's take, uh, you know, you like the dinosaur, right? So let's, you know, look at that. Look at that. Look at the detail on that, okay? So number one, how long does it take to do that? Number two, how do you know that that's what it looks like? And number three, what tool are you using on the, in that rock for it not Such to crack accuracy, yeah. or chip or, right? I mean, the only thing that, the only thing that we could use these days that's an echo is a Dremel, right? Yeah. See, there's if there's if there's some with a patina, you know, a patina where you leave a rock in the river, mm. and it it eventually all turns to one color, and you see the carved lines look very very white. Maybe maybe maybe, you know, maybe a few hundred years if there's no friction on it at all. To like, it takes forever for a stone to gain a patina. Yeah, but, uh, but these they, stones, they had some sort of tool to do it. Right, I mean, these stones are smooth yeah, by all yeah. accounts. Very yeah. smooth, apart from the carvings. Um, you know, I mean, what tool are you using to do that? As I say, the only thing that I can think of is a Dremel, a fine Dremel. But even then, that's vibration, right? You choose the wrong stone, and it's just going to crack. You know, like it's um, the Eka stones is one of those things that, and there's your there's your classic masculine, um, feminine picture. But again, a oh, different type of stone. Where's he gone? Oh, Grub's gone. He'll be back. <laughs> Bye, Grub. Um, but yeah, uh, that's like your, your classic masculine and feminine. And that gives an idea of the size of these stones too, Anthony. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're massive, aren't they? Yeah. They're not small, man. Some, of, the, some of these ones are massive, right? <laughs> Welcome back. Um, you're back, mate. Welcome back to <laughs> Encounters Down Under. <laughs> with, choppy. Uh, Anthony and Trippett. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's there's that one. I thought I'd bring that one up, Grub, because you can see the size of some of these stones. Like some of these stones aren't small, right? It looks like the uh, squatting man. 
Yeah, well, it's the masculine and the feminine, isn't it? Right? Do masculine, uh, feminine on the left, oh, yeah, yeah, the right. yeah, so, yeah, sun, the yeah, moon. Yeah. yeah. So that's the triptych all over. Five fingers, five toes. Yeah. Yeah. There's the dragon. I mean, again, that's you. You boys look at that and go, "That's a dragon, right?" Mm-hmm. So, 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 draw me a dragon if you don't know what a dragon looks like. Yeah, I have okay. no idea. So then, that's an echo as to, um, you know, did they, did dinosaurs still exist, right? Um, potentially, uh, there's some, there's, there's more evidence for that, Anthony, than you would think, uh, and it's that one's been put on the on the back burner to have a bit of a discussion about it at a later time, right? Um, yep. Yeah, there's another one. Look at the size of this one. Right, so again, these things... It does have stall. that Inca style. It has that that that, that bird-looking thing there with the neck yeah, very Inca, yeah. the, the double yeah, eye yeah. thing. Very yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Again, but that bird with the eye and that sort of stuff, that's another one of those pictures and symbology that echoes across uh, multiple cultures as well. well the you circle I mean? punct is there, yeah. The eye is the circle punct. Mm. Mm. The uh, the um, so yeah, the center yeah. of the earth. What, what are they called? But yeah, oh, here's the this is one of the ones I wanted to show you. Uh, this one here in the middle, you can't really see it. Hang on, let me see if I can fix this up. Just bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, this one, and I'll have to find this is a map. This is a map of the ocean and. They've actually deciphered it that the coastline isn't that far off. This is a map, I think, of South America and something like that. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I know Shit, this one is yeah. a map, right? And they've actually yeah. matched it to something else, and that's a that's a miniature map. Um yeah, it looks like South yeah, I mean, America, North America, Africa, and Oh, there you go. Uh, this yeah, is a, this is the few of the, this is this is a few of the interesting ones, right? This is look at this one. This one's performing surgery. Okay. See that? They're using something inside. There's this, this is, it looks like it's performing surgery. And um, that is a man riding a dragon. Or a pterodactyl. Or a pterodactyl or something. Fucking there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right? Now, I've seen so the there's... surgery. The skull's been found where they've done the trepani on the, on the skull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've actually yeah, put gold been... implants over the top. Yeah, yeah gold implants it's, over it's... the top. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. there's stuff out of South America yeah. where they've found bones that have been set and wrapped with. Um... Oh, g'day, Sue. How are you going? Sue's joined us. Uh, yeah, there's um, there's ones where they're trepanning, there's sets, bones and stuff. So again, it's not UFOs, Anthony. But what, where do, you, what are you doing, or where are you getting to this thing? You know. Well, that's that is the, the biggest the, question, doesn't it? Like, where is this involved into? Like, you know, obviously these things are depicted in ancient civilizations where dinosaurs are existing, but it's like where does it come to the account of um, ETs being into ancient cultures as well? Uh, were they non-existent well, or were they? No, I think they definitely were existent. No, I, I think maybe they, they took the original artist back in time. Yeah, watch well, <laughs> <laughs> you warp on that one. There's a question. There's a question. Um, yeah, no, I think. I mean, we talked a little bit last time. However, I didn't want to bring that. I, I sort of want to go in a different direction tonight. However. So I think there's Egypt, there's obviously, there's cave art in Australia. Um, there's, again, every major continent, indigenous culture has some sort of beings from the sky. We want to be like the gods, right? Um, and probably the one that echoes, and it's interesting you should say that, Anthony, because we're going to go there now, right? Because I thought we can't not do UFO stuff, yeah? yeah? So the first the first way I want place I want to go is to the Nazca Lines. Right. Okay, now these are obviously, everyone knows about the Nazca Lines. Um, but these are um, petroglyphs that 
exist uh, across South America again, um, and they are massive. Okay, to put it into yeah. perspective, I don't think we even spotted them until 1920 or something like that when someone flew over them Bye, in a plane. <laughs> Grub's gone again. Um, when someone flew over them in a plane. Now these, this isn't how they're all set out, but these are yeah, some of the pictures that are there. Um, yeah. And again, you know, the story goes: these were done. Why were they done? Because only the gods can see them. That's right. right? But how are they so accurate? Exactly. How how can you draw that? Again, draw that for me on the ground over some of these things. Without are a bird's eye view. Kilometers long, mate. You know what I mean? Like how do you how do you do that? Oh, right? Without understanding. Without being able to fly. Right? Welcome how back. do you how do you do the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> solar storms must be <laughs> That, yeah, you gotta you gotta refine that uh, aerial, mate. You gotta go above ground when you do the podcast, okay? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah that's right. Oh, I better get past the bear traps first. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, so, what are your thoughts on this, Grant? Like, what are your thoughts on this? Like, obviously, we were talking about these um, were uh, kilometers long, obviously, and from ancient times. How can something like this be so accurate to a degree of this? Oh, for, for me, I, I, I could see how music and dance um, could, could as long as you keep that music and dance and it's aligned with those stars, that each time that you perform the dance, you actually layer the stones. And as long as the person that's leading the dance follows the stars and follows the right rhythms, the times, and, you know, your, your symphony, your orchestra, mm, then you, know where you, you're going. you could keep it. Mm. Yeah, that's right. But to, 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 to know it, like uh, the same as the antithetic area, it's it's all it's all maths and and uh, long long time and, and deep understanding in, in what's going on. Yeah, but, but with, the, with, the, with these with these Nazca lines here, there's uh, there's one that actually looks like an asterisk. If you've got one there, it's a giant yeah, asterisk. This is, this is most of the petroglyphs here. I'm just trying to find the um... there's lines and stuff because some of these uh, asterisks, uh, if you were able to punch a hole perpendicular to the very center of that asterisk and you go all the way through the earth and come out the other side, you come out in Ankh, uh, Ankh Wat in Ankh Cambodia. Wat. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's so right. there's, yes, if, you, do, if yeah. you follow the, that, that, that line from, uh, what, what, one of these lines from the asterisk and you follow that all the way around on Google earth, anyone can do this. You'll find the line skims the edge of the great pyramid. It then goes through other megalithic sites throughout Iran and, and Iraq. It then goes through Harappa in India, and then it goes all the way across, goes through Angkor Wat, so through the center of think- Angkor Wat, and then it goes across and skims uh, Easter Island and then goes back to Nazca line in a complete diameter. So there's I mean, yeah, there's total it, navigational it, yes. mapping lines. Ley line stuff, yeah. I mean, look, yeah, at, the astro- yeah. look at the astronauta, yeah, Anthony. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Welcome to Earth. He looks right. quite similar to the um, one Gina. Yeah, yeah he one does, Gina, eh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No mouth. Um, Googly eyes. I want to know what's going on with that yeah. dog. Like, what's with the double tails, or is it like doing a massive shit, or what? Yeah, it's an interesting one, eh? I mean, the thing <laughs> is, too, is I was trying to find. Uh, Where's that? The runways. The Pyro uh, dog, the one's upside down at the moment. There, that one there. Like, yeah, the upside down one. dog. No, what I was trying to find. Is not the 
the petroglyphs themselves, but there's like mountains that have been sliced off. Um, I must yeah, be in yeah, the wrong. Entire hilltops, yeah. The like entire hilltops. Mountains, yeah. There's one there. Off. You got go up there. Someone to the right. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the the animals are good. They're cool. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's another one. That's uh, the old labyrinth. That's, That's one that goes accurate across too, the isn't globe. It? That's induction yeah. coil. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. Don't start. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, had to, I had to drop it. Bang <laughs> it. Yeah, tough um, on the lines. Yeah. yeah, I can't find the lines. The, uh, but, yeah, people look it looks up. like a landing like, strip. Okay. Yeah, landing strips, yeah. Uh, just put. There, there's one there, there, there. That one there with the oh, creek yeah, going yeah, through yeah. the there middle of go. it. There you go. That's that's one of them there, right? These big strips that have just been done, right? And there's another two coils. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, and I remember saying um, these. Yeah. There's these big strips and it's like mountains. Whole top mountain tops have just been cut off. Um, yeah. But isn't it fascinating that we can't find those very easily? Isn't that fascinating? That you would think they'd be with all this, but they're not. There you go. There's another one. Just big strips, big strips. Right now, it looks like a landing strip, right? But so, it's not. Okay, it's 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 yeah. You know, there's another one. It's not a real good picture, but uh, you know, like how do you do that? Um, yeah, that's. And some of these ones, some of these. There you go. There's one. That's a mountain. That's the one. There's one. Yeah. But the thing is, if you get a zoomed out picture of this, Anthony, like three mountains over, the line keeps going. Get out. Right? Now, no shit. Right? And they, they've sheared the tops of these mountains off. Okay? It sort of makes you wonder why. Uh, what purpose? Exactly. Why? Right? It's why. It's why. What yeah. the fuck? Why? Why? Because <laughs> <Yeah>. we can. <laughs> because we can. Because we like shearing stuff off. Um, well, see, nowadays we say that, but we don't understand why that they were really doing. You know, we we like. Yeah, there you go. It's not why, yeah, but it's it's. We need to understand what they what they're trying to, Achieve. what they're actually trying to do. Yeah. And as an operator, Anthony, how'd they do that without a D nine, mate? Oh, mate, you know what I'm saying? D eleven, you'd be hard <laughs> enough trying to push all that off. Uh, yeah, you need D eleven. Yeah, we need we need to get a Lebo, mate. Well, we need first you have to blast the top of it, and then go and start pushing. The no, rest. you just need your pipe and water, mate. You just need a clear <laughs> pipe and water. Right. That's right. You don't, well, the thing is, man, and this is the whole point, when we talk about these excavation projects too, again, with ancient technology, how they do it, right? Because technically, and this is this is what I like to say to people, like, oh, well, how'd they do it? Well, technically, they didn't have a bucket, right? Think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a bucket, supposedly, right? So to even start for anything, you need to have some sort of receptacle that'll hold something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But... <laughs> You know, but if to get to there, you've got to be able to design something that'll hold something, right? So there's a level of, you know, we don't, you know, buckets two bucks down at Bunnings. We don't think about it. However, right. how do we get to a bucket, right? I mean, you know, it's interesting, right? Thousands and, then, and thousands of baskets. Thousands and thousands of baskets, right? <laughs> yeah. Stitched and stitched and stitched and stitched and stitched until we yeah, find out right. we can seal something, right? I'd also like to just point um, out on that that mountaintop there, like where are they putting all the rock? Because all that seems to be like natural formation there. Um, whereas if they exactly. were pushing where, the rocks to the side, it would be turning into like yeah. a sediment and go down to the bottom of the creeks. That's so where is question. it all gone? Yeah. Look, there is a theory in South America that uh, in very ancient times, and again, when we say ancient advanced civilizations, what are we even talking about, right? Um, you know, what are we talking about? 
uh, how old are we talking about? Which incarnation of civilization are we talking about? Right? Yeah. Um, there's there's a theory. Uh, you know, there's the five epochs of civilization, and we are the fifth, or we're the the, the latest one. Um, but the epochs prior to us go back hundreds of thousands of years, right? Uh, and there's there's a there's you know if you listen to different texts, I mean Sumerian's got interesting texts. There's all sorts of stuff like that, right? Uh, and one of the theories with these is that there was a massive upheaval in South America, right? So you know those the the uh, all the temples and stuff that are right up on the mountaintops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they find seashells and stuff up there, right? So there's a theory that once upon a time they might have been a bit closer to the ground. Um, but through cataclysm and upheaval, those that's all been sent upwards. Um, there's some interesting work around that. Do you want to add anything there, Grum? Oh, yeah, it's, cut. it's just so choppy on my end. <laughs> it's, it's just me. It's That must be the shed I'm sitting in. <laughs> yeah. Take the magnets away, man. Go get away from the magnets. <laughs> it messes with your Wi-Fi. It's got to be something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I thought it boosted it, mate. <laughs> yeah, but the one I wanted to the one I wanted to end with, Anthony, is uh, um, talking about is is the Droper Stones. Now, the Droper Stones are not very well known. I'm just going to keep going because I don't know whether Grub's actually hearing us very much. Um, so I'll stop share there because I'll just bring them back up. Now, the Droper Stones are fascinating because. Um, the Droper Stones, now, the reason I've got the Dropers, mate, is there, and I'll, and I'll bring them up to share screen here. Um, now, again, out of China, so we don't know much about them, okay? Um, try that, mate. So these are the Droper Stones. Now, you wouldn't say they were stones, would you? What do you reckon they are? Looks metallic. Yeah. They're, they're discs, aren't they? Uh, and you can see the different variations of them. Um, yeah, they're all different stones as well, aren't they? Were they all jade? Yes. Or was it the... No, they're different stones. Everything they're, they're, Because they're set... Look, there's 716 of these things, right? Uh, they're about one foot in diameter. The common thread is the double lines, right? It almost look. I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'm the oldest here or not. I don't know how old Grubby is. I, mean, <laughs> um, I know. What you, you're going to say vinyls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to say yeah. records. That's what I'm going to say, right? <laughs> and not the resurgence in vinyl, like back in the '80s when we used to buy vinyl, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what it looks like. It looks like a record, right? I mean, even if you go back to some of the early music. Uh, contraptions like the the cylinders and stuff. It was all done by bumps, and you know that's what actually that's created right. the noise. Um, I think there were um, right. clay. What do you call them? The uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What clay pots. Called? What do you call them? Terracotta. Oh. Terracotta. Yeah, grub's gone again. Yeah, um, but the Droper stones, mate. These I I need to spend more time with the Droper stones. However, I wanted to um, share them with you only because the story is going to pique your interest right yeah so the Droper stones were found in uh 1938 he's coming back in yeah there we go you've got to keep adding him back in pain in the ass 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> mate, is I it worthwhile ten... just doing a quick um, reset on your Wi-Fi or something on your modem? No, I'm just outside. That modem's probably worst. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm just going to do the Droper Stones Grub. Um, and the Dropers, uh, as like I said, 716 of them. They're a foot wide. They were found in the border of China and Tibet uh, in 1938. Now, the other thing we really need to understand about ancient advanced civilizations and the research into these civilizations and everything else like that, World War II put a massive hole in the research, right? There was so many things. I mean, for example, Australia Stonehenge was found in the mid-1930s, okay? Then it was bulldozed in 1946, right, because it didn't matter anymore, right? Um, there was so much research done in this period you know, post-World War One, pre-World War Two, into these advanced civilizations and cultures, what you've got to understand too is that post-World War Two there was a narrative that was built, right? And then we are still living that narrative now, okay? Now, I don't want to start Yeah, it was a bit either. of a reset itself, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the schools, schooling system, belief systems, blah, 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 were very yep. set uh, at the end of World War Two, and that's basically what we're dealing with now. Um, however, these... Droper stones were found in on the border between Tibet and China. And there was a guy, uh, they've been looked at the Russians like this sort of, I mean, the Russians love their occult and I know I'm going to wind grub up in a second and send him off on his tangent. However, um, the Russians were into this. There was a Chinese researcher that apparently figured out a way to decode some of this stuff. I mean, you know, I mean, look at some of these things, man. They're, they're, they're crazy, right? Yep. Look at the symbol. It's like that's symbolism. That's like swirls. And if you look, the swirls are different, right? So I imagine yeah. each swirl probably means something different. Um, you know, I mean, the, some of these things are unbelievable. Uh, and the, this Chinese scientist uh, decoded them, he thought. And basically, and this is where we, uh, we are at Encounters Down Under because the story goes that uh, these discs tell a story about a spaceship that crash landed in the mountains of Tibet X amount of years ago and the survivors created their own tribe, okay? Now, the next logical question is, does the Dropa tribe still exist? At the time of discovery, and I've, again, this is, haven't looked into whether the Dropa is still there. Again, because it's China, you're not going to, I don't know how much we're actually going to find out. However, um at the time of the discovery, there was two tribes, and one of them was the Dropa. Now, the Dropa, they can, they weren't able to classify them anthropologically, you know, through anthropology, right? So they're not. Uh, hang on, I've got the notes here. They're not Chinese. They're not uh, Mongolian. They're not Tibetan. They're not anything. And the yeah. Dropa were generally known to be about four foot tall. Now, where these stones were found, uh, with a bunch of skeletons in a cave. Nope, we've lost everyone now. Oh dear. Going on here. Oh dear. We're having all sorts of problems and all something's going on here. Hang on, let's go into the studio here and get him back on. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is going on here tonight? Jesus. Um I'm back. However, now. yeah, the dropers. Oh, Anthony's back. Yeah, we missed a whole, a whole whole section there, so um, might we go no, we, we just totally seconds. fucking hijacked you, bro. <laughs> you did. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. <laughs> we now we now running down the down under. Just yeah. so you know, we just took over. 
fucking terrorists. Where, where, where did you um, where did you where did you get lost, mate? I think in, you were just saying Canada. you uh, they weren't you're claiming they weren't Chinese. Uh, there weren't any relation to any sort of known civilization. Yeah, you mi- you missed you missed the best part. Oh, <laughs> and I'm not going to coincidence. Tell you, you that. Yeah. <laughs> the key part of the knowledge. I told um, you, deep state, mate. They're in I know, I know. Uh, so, yeah, these stones were found next to skeletons, right? These skeletons were four foot tall, had uh, deformed skulls, read elongated, right? Large eye sockets, okay? And they only grew between three and a half and four and a half feet. Now, the, the oh, tribe yeah. at the time of the discovery of the Dropa Stone still existed, and they were known to be short, with weird heads and big eyes. So that's sort of like leading back to your classical grey, um, the, the shorter versions of them. Yeah, well, these things were hairless, short, with big eyes. Yeah. So, yeah. And these stones tell a story of a uh, a crashed UFO. Mm, interesting. So I'm going to raise uh, a question here then. So if these were from a, a crashed ship, why would yeah. did they, like, go and create like a civilization and not go back to their own sort of Well, I think the Droper, I think the Droper stand apart from that. I think the Droper crash landed. I mean, the thing is, mate, imagine for a second that you're a, you got a, you got a ship, I don't know, hundred beings on board, right? You crash land into the mountains of Tibet, right? I mean, they are some of the, that's some of the harshest country and nastiest mountain ranges in the world. Suck, um, <laughs> it would suck so hard, especially if you didn't know what you were doing, right? So I think the Dropers sit apart from that where they didn't create a civilization. They were just a tribe that existed, right? They'd just been scratching since they crash landed, you know, like, and somehow continued to survive. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff with the Droper Stones that I want to do more on Droper Stones. Yeah, it's um, definitely interesting because, um, like, you know, especially – what is the purpose of these drop stones to begin with? Yeah. That's a, well, I think they're question. telling a story. I think it's like anything else. It's a, it's a history. But again, these it's are a strange circular. way of writing though as well. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. It's completely foreign, right? So, I mean, but again, what are you talking about? You're talking about, um, uh, you know, knowledge had it, you know, you couldn't just carve all that stuff in any old stone. You would have to have some understanding of geology of, you know, hardness of stone. And then again, what tool are you using? To do that exactly and have such an accurate outlining of a disc yeah yeah it, exactly it's, and, yeah, it's and what tool are you doing yeah what tool are you using to make that you know who's feeding what, you while you're doing that too yeah who's feeding you while you're yeah. doing that what's it allowing you to do that you know and again again like we talk about tools who made the tool that made the tool that, that made the tool to make the tool you yeah. know what i mean like this is you don't just end up with a, a perfect thing that cuts stone like butter Right. However, it turns out that you, you know, if you listen to the the mainstream arguments, oh, it was just copper and copper and brown balls and you know, good hard work, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ego maniacs that want a big giant triangles in the desert. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm that fucking good that I want to build a massive pyramid. Um, no, sorry, um, but yeah, look, I thought that's just the end of what I've got for tonight, mate. For for that, because to me, and again, like. 75,000 different pieces of Ubat exist, okay, across every single continent. 
And that upa is the out of place artifact. So that means they, like I said, they find a gold chain in a uh, hundred thousand year old bed of coal, a three million year old bed of coal. I think they found a, they found like a uh, like a, a blacksmith tool in a coal scene that was three million years. I think that's the one you're thinking about, Grub. Grub. There, no, there was, was a, there was one. There was a there was a footprint. Uh, oh, the human footprint, footprint yeah, 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 yeah. but it had it had uh, shoelaces and shoes it had a, it, yeah, and yeah. it had a stitching around the outside. Yeah, of the it was sole. a shoe. Yeah, but the person had also actually stepped on a trilobite. Yeah, oh, so yeah, it stepped little, on so a trilobite. Is that little yeah, little that little brain. shell that you find, little fossil? Yeah. yeah. So they'd actually stepped on two trilobites and like, yeah. scraped them off and kept going. You know. <laughs> yeah. So the trilobites, the, the, the trilobites were existing when that guy's walking around. I mean, yeah. you want to go, you want to go footprints. There's one in Turkey that supposedly dates back to five million years. Um, that is a upward walking, you know, like a footprint. Uh, there's another one. Uh, volcano like, man wasn't there there was one yeah. where the man walked up a volcano and then yeah. it blew up and there was only the tracks walking down the other side so it looked yeah. like the man actually came out of the volcano <laughs> yeah oh, wow <laughs> uh and then there was yeah there's one there's five million that the, the problem is with this anthony i i think the dating techniques and i think the way things are dated are completely um wrong to yeah. be honest so you know but if we if we take there's these epochs that echo uh through the upart but again this is not even you haven't even begun to barely even scratch the surface right and that that doesn't that doesn't still this is the weird i'm talking weird stuff but then there's stuff like you know evidence of vikings in australia which means vikings could circumnavigate the globe evidence of romans in australia um you know if you look into history books as it stands now then that just didn't happen yeah that's right. right it didn't exist Right, so, but it did, you know, like the maps and and you know the advanced technology. And it, it, it just did. It just did. Like we know yeah. it now. Yeah, <laughs> the it's game not, is it's up, not a, kind of thing. Mm, yeah. It's not a question whether it did exist or it didn't exist. It did, and you know the the echoes of visitors from another planet is through every single indigenous culture as well. Definitely. Right, I mean, um, see, it's even in the Bible. Yeah, it's yeah. in the Bible. It's it's in the Sumerian text. It's in the it's in the indigenous uh, Dreamtime legends. It's in, uh, you know, the we Hopi would be American the only Indians. culture so far to 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 pretend that this is a new idea. Yeah, literally the first culture in 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 modern in the history that we understand today. We are the first culture. They're trying to, to get us to believe that we're the first culture. Oh no, to actually come to the this 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 epiphany. Right. It's only taken yeah, yeah, us yeah. five thousand years to come to this epiphany yeah. that there is life out yeah. outside of here. Yeah, and it's like no, we always knew that. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's been weird stuff flying around the skies forever. Uh, you know, I mean, we, and when we talk about ancient tech, and you you re look at some of these ancient myths and stories, where it's like, oh, you know, the god rode a sun, you know, down to the ground, and the the star followed us for three days and three nights, right? What if it's a ship? Yeah. You know, what if this is a, you know, this is a ship that's following? You know, when, when these stories are written and these pictures were done, there would, the, the disconnect we have is, yeah, some of it would be mythological, right? Or, or fairy tale, right? It's like, you know, Little Red Riding Hood is a fairy tale about don't go into the woods because the wolves are going to eat you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that's the, that's how we communicated that story. Uh, however, 
like the, with the dinosaur stuff, with the stuff that looks like stars and, you know, the Nazca lines and only the gods can see them. Well, who are the gods? If, if How do you know your gods can see them yeah. if the gods can't fly, right? Um, the Vamana Shastra and, you know, the, all the stuff that goes through India and Sri Lanka and – but that's full nuclear war stuff, right? This is they're they're saying they're having battles in the sky, um, laser battles in the sky. That's what they're saying in those texts. Um, there's evidence of uh, Trinitite in um, oh, what is it? Uh, it's a few Saddam, North Africa, India, North Africa. Um, yeah, and there's Saddam and Gomorrah, Gomorrah, Habarera, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a there's, it's called, there's nowadays I think they call it Tel El uh, Tel Tel El Hamam. Oh, yeah, that's uh, the yeah. But there's Hamam, evidence. Yeah, that's the one they Trinitite there. And and Trinitite is the only reason we call it Trinitite is it was the nuclear glass that was found after the Trinity tests in the 30s and in, you know the 50s, the nuclear race, right? When a nuclear bomb goes off, it it makes this glass, like this green glass. It's very pretty. Uh, and it's called Trinitite because they first found it after the Trinity explosion when they were testing atom bombs. And you find that stuff all over the globe in different places. Uh, so what's that? Right? Is that the last time we blew each other up? Yeah. <laughs> um, or is it you know, an energy weapon or something like that, right? When you, you talk about energy weapons, there's echoes of energy weapons through a lot of indigenous cultures. There was, um, you know, they seem to... There was a, it was, it was, what was in the Greek, uh, not, uh, I'm not thinking Greek, Trojan, no, 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 what's the other, what's the other seafaring race grub? Phoenicians. Trojan, Phoenicians, yeah. Apparently the, the Phoenicians had some very interesting technology using mirrors and, and dare I say the word magnets and stuff like that to direct light beams, right? They had like a, this thing set up on the front of their ship uh, and they would literally if you had a wooden wall defending your land, they just shoot this thing at the wall and it'd catch fire. Right? That's incredible. Now that could that could just be refraction and mirrors, but again, that'd be a perfect concave mirror that could be had it could be directed. Yeah, because understood know, what how it worked. Yeah, exactly. How did you get to the point where you knew that you could focus like, yeah. a light beam using a concave mirror? You know what I mean? Like that's Again, you know, you could look up how how long we've been using concave lenses, right? I mean, who knows? Like, mm. again, you know, you question this stuff. That actually right? reminds it's, me it's... of um, what was it called? I think it was the Greeks or the Romans had the the Roman fire ships or the Greek fire ships. So you know, they actually spurted out fire to these other ships, and they can't yeah. work out how yeah, it was the, the Greeks, hell they I did think, it. Yeah, the he- yeah, well, uh, that's hellfire or something. Like that. Hellfire, yeah. That. I mean, that's. Mm. That, that was echoed in Game of Thrones, but that was actually a real substance. Whatever that thing is, that goo yeah. uh, that you could fling at ships. Yeah, yeah they, did. They, actually, they actually had a mechanical hand-driven pump that would actually pump yeah. it out the front too. Yeah. yeah. But and it still can't thing, replicate yeah, once, today. It, no. Yeah, the actual liquid. Yeah, they're not sure what it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, and I mean, if you, you know, think if you want to, there's a few quick things we can't replicate today, right? So... Here's an interesting rabbit hole. Look up what the mortar in between the pyramid stones is. Basically, there's one sentence you will find that echoes across Wikipedia and everything else. It's, it goes along the same as this. Like it's, it's of an unknown chemical composition and cannot be replicated at this time. It's that, it's that sentence, but it's, it's uh, over and over again, right? Um, 
the stained glass windows in some of these Gothic cathedrals in Europe, they do not know how they made that because that glass actually refracts light and energy. Yeah, it's next level stuff. Yeah. 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 They cannot replace, they cannot replace the glass when it's, uh, when it's done now. Yeah, that was uh, Templar. Mm. See, they found a giant slab of glass underneath uh, the Dome of the Rock, I think, in yes. Jerusalem. Yeah. And this this glass is is considered to be one of the windows of Solomon's Temple, mm. but there's also ideas of back then um, even putting uranium in glass and different <clears throat> different chemicals to change the yeah the the way it would refract the glass and do all these different things uh so this black of, this block of glass could have been part of some type some of capacitor or, or yep. energy or technology or something well i mean you look at what they're doing huge today, block right? it's like a foot thick or something like it's ridiculous well, the size of it yeah absolutely yeah and it's like and the photoelectric cells they're using for glass and stuff these days as well man you know like you know what is a what is a little photoelectric cell if not a bit of glass a bit of crystal with something running through it i mean we just don't like the word crystal, but glass is crystal. Just it's mm, silica. Yeah. It's liquid mm. silica. Uh, what did you find there, Anthony? Did have they is figured it, it out? Uh, yeah, maybe geopolymer. Is that might be it? Um, just trying yeah, they think it's some sort of that's, it's some sort of geopolymer, but they can't replicate it. The closest the, the closest that, that I've heard of recipes are things like you get uh, cinnabar, you got to get lead, you get some um, um, gypsum, and you you heat it up, yeah, and well. then you apply it. And then it sets, and then it turns into this really hard, plasticky microcrystal substance. Sort of shit. Well, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I've actually yeah. heard recipes involving with with mercury, which is um, cinnabar oxide, or cinnabar yeah. is mercury oxide. So there's there is some type of al- al- alchemy, uh, an Freemason too. type of like you make the chemical, add it, and then the Freemasons learn how to how to chip that particular stone away to to shape. Well, even to handle the um... The mercury that's a dangerous job in itself yeah hold up you don't just find mercury in nature you got to make mercury yeah right so yeah you, you got have... you actually got to get the cinnabar first the red yeah, you got to, so it's like you, a red ochre yeah you got to make mercury but you don't just find a pool of mercury well they do no, find pools of mercury under all the pyramids but um which makes you wonder <laughs> what mercury is but uh um you got to make mercury in order to understand how to make mercury, you've got to understand the chemical and alchemical reactions that it takes in order to do that. Um, and that is just one ingredient in a geopolymer that they can't reproduce today. Right? Uh, even the concrete, like the Roman concrete and the Roman roads and stuff like that, they think it would say, um, they think the key property there is some sort of volcanic ash. Uh, they used to put volcanic ash in their concrete, whereas we put limestone um, or something like that. I can't remember. So the different ash, it's mm. different ashes. Uh, the volcanic ash or a certain volcanic ash that the Romans used to use or get made the concrete unbelievably strong, which is why we still see the Colosseum still half up and all that sort of stuff, right? I mean, that's, that's the only reason that that stuff still exists. It's interesting. Right. So we don't even we don't even understand how advanced the ancient Romans were, no. really. And they didn't start building their stuff until they took over Egypt and Jerusalem, and then all of a sudden they're yeah, building coliseums, yeah. they're building all this other stuff, you know. So a little, little a bit question. like nineteen fifty six, wasn't it? Yeah, Roswell yeah, yeah, and the technology yeah. dropped. <laughs> forty seven, yeah, forty seven, and then it went forty seven. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, forty seven, um, fifty six. But I mean, again, the the Trojan 
you know, they reckon they found the walled city of Troy, but the walled city of Troy was a megalithic city. Uh, you know, the wall was megalithic. The yeah, the wall, temples. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the whole story were, was about the wall. Yeah, the whole story was about a massive megalithic wall, right? And then the the inside the city, the story goes, there was temples like the world had never seen before and will never see again, and all these sorts of things, right? So the hmm, Greeks. That sounds Greek, like just sorry that 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 just. I wonder if that was Balbek. I think it might have been right. So the Greeks sack Troy. Well, I think there's different satellite cities, right? But the Greeks sack they they join oh, together, yeah. they sack Troy, they steal the secrets out of the the Trojan Library, and then they take over the world, right? And then the Greeks fall. What's left of the Trojans becomes the Romans, right? They go and steal the secrets back, and then they start ruling the world, right? There I mean, is an idea that there is, yeah. Say the Trojans when they left, uh, um, they ended up being the Brits. Yeah. So yeah, the, the, some, the, yeah. a lot of Trojans did did escape and and yeah. and then like scatter all over the world. Yeah, well, I think yeah, the, the Romanists and stuff like that, their lineage was supposedly Trojan. But yeah, I think same thing. And the but Hittites again, the, as well went the same time. The Hittites, yeah, yeah. But again, they had boats that could circumnavigate the globe to escape, right? Mm. Come back to advanced technology, right? So, where do you go with that? Now, I know, um, I know, Grub, you wanted to finish talking a little bit about because I know Anthony, you've spoken a lot about on the show. And obviously, you know, talking to the general, the the connecting dot between us all, uh, the occult side of this stuff, right? And yeah. and where does this stuff come from? And w- what are these things? And look, I I firmly believe that we do have craft, or we do have this craft in the air. I mean, yeah. this I said this to Loomis the other night. Um, we had a good old fashioned rant session about the last few years, and but one of the things we talked about was the fact that they confirmed that UFOs and UAPs exist and no one cares, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, because, I mean, you like, at unlocking the code, we look at the question, that, but then we look past the question, right? So it's like, yeah, cool, UAPs, UFOs exist. Yeah, I already knew that. Mm-hmm. But hang on a minute. That means that who's piloting these craft? There's, you know, six or seven craft that have been identified as common. Yeah. Uh, where are they from? Why are they transmedium? How are they transmedium? how are they using all that and why is no one freaking out about the fact like we've been it's literally been confirmed that we are not alone and no one cares right <laughs> it's hilarious. the biggest thing of mm. our century to go and figure out or find out you know and yeah like i said knowing it absolutely gives a shit um uh, but i also feel like um i've mentioned this before like you know the media was like we were going through the p- pandemic with covid there and the media was so yep. focused on the covid bullshit and mm. you know they just slipped it in there just slip it in there oh yeah by the way aliens and ufos are real don't worry about right. it. <laughs> no, no one gives a shit so they, they get past legislation isn't it <laughs> they yeah, get legislation yeah. like that yeah there's supposed to be another they're hearing the, uh, uh, end of this month i'm pretty sure in regards to that so that's, yeah, that's right. interesting yeah what's going to come out of that mm. um you know i i look i know grub wants to go i just had to mention that blink 102 is back together tom DeLong didn't really <laughs> do what he said he was going to do did he but anyway nah. um that was uh, I don't know what. That well, was see, about, that's but... that's that's um. Did um have you guys ever heard of the uh, Bledsoe case? That's Chris Bledsoe. Familiar. No. He was uh he had a, a UFO. Him and his son had a UFO encounter <clears throat> in uh, about two thousand early early two thousands maybe maybe near two thousand eight two thousand ten. 
And um, he he was kidnapped and disappeared and got flown around the world. Um, and he 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 got dropped off and thought he'd only gone around the corner for a few minutes. His son, because I think a whole bunch of them had gone hunting. Um, Chris Bledsoe, the father, walked off, and the son stayed with them. And because he was gone for too long, Chris decided to go. All that the son went to go look for his father. And by this stage, there was lights. He'd already gone, and these two little alien creatures came. And one of them just stared at the boy in the bushes. So the boy went and hid in the bushes. He was about seventeen at the time. And uh, these two entities, one of them was walking around, kind of like crab walking, picking up different cans and things and looking at them. While the other one just stared at him in the bush. Uh, so he freaked out and uh, the whole experience went for about two hours or something. And uh, Chris, the father, when he got dropped off and he finally, you know, by these aliens or whatever, he walked back. He he had no idea that he had even disappeared. So these, these little creatures that the boys saw were about three or four foot tall. And uh, Chris, the father, is still today having experiences with these light beings. So this being, this this orb will rock up and it'll start to flicker and it'll get uh, more and more violent up and down. And then all of a sudden a person's, like a, a, a form will come out of the light. And uh, he calls this this form, he calls it the Lady of Light. And so, so far he's been taken to, uh, all the way up to the Vatican. It was the first case for ATIP, which is the uh, Lou Elizondo. Um, Chris DeLong, oh, what's his name? Tom DeLong. Tom DeLong. Uh, Tom DeLong. He was, uh, I think he was the first one to actually speak to him and give him a chance to go to Hollywood, make movies about it and all this and that. But they had to sign this, um, disclosure agreements. So yeah. they couldn't talk about it, but all these agreements are up, including Luella Elizondo's at the time that he came out to start to talk about this stuff. So the, 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 the most substantial case is uh i believe is this particular case because after he, he like they're, they're, they're they live in the bible belt and so these people ended up uh experiencing uh healings um people were rocking up to his house they, they like there was he had that a pile of wheelchairs because all these people walked there got healed and then walked away walked oh, <laughs> they didn't need the wheelchair anymore yes yeah. yes this is all ringing yeah. a bell now yeah, 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 yeah and then eventually eventually he uh, uh all the crowds left all the priests stopped throwing holy water all over his backyard right? <laughs> these, these these priests would be hiding in the bushes until you go to work and then they all run out and start throwing holy water all over his house <laughs> trying to get rid of the demons right yeah. <laughs> and cool. um yeah, so a lot of these uh, uh, MUFON and a whole bunch of them dropped him because he started going on about saying that they were angels. And then uh, he got taken to the Vatican and he got interviewed to find out if this is actually Mother Mary. And he said, no, 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 this is the Queen of Heaven. He goes, what I witnessed was uh, Hathor. She presented herself as Hathor. So I'm Queen of Heaven. This is Hathor. And a starry bull went to run him down. So they all, all, all these incidences happened with him. And he's quite adamant saying that this is, this is who it is. And she gave him all these predictions as well. And um, it's a very biblical kind of orientated. But this case was actually taken um, and uh, taken in by everyone within government. So at the time, Obama was in. So 
this family has actually been to uh, the CIA director's daughter's christening or baptism party or something, something along these lines. So they're well involved with, with top echelons of the government because of this situation. Obama was notified about it and actually informed about this particular case. And uh, uh, this is this is ongoing. And his son, I think it's uh, Ryan Blatto, has a podcast at the moment, and he's he's talking all about it. And for him, he says it's all a cult. And so he goes for him the connections that the, he's going by, and by what everything that the government gave him, including um, the uh, remote viewing tapes and the um, I forgot the uh, the Gateway Experience tapes. So these are tapes you listen to and it's got like waves and it's got like pulses and sounds and different hertz in different e- in, in, in each ear, there's a different hertz. So it's supposed to center the brain for the brain to open for you to have an out of body experience. So a lot of these things was then given to the family after a lot of the hype had dropped. And this is coming from the CIA. It's coming from the FBI. It's coming from Tom DeLonge, the ATIP and ATIP's there because they want to know weapons and they want to, they want to know what's going on. So the way that they've taken it is um, what are these entities? Um, he ended up taking uh, uh, these orbs that take up rock up. He'd take a few photos and he'd say thank you and then he'd write down what they wrote, what they told him to say and it was all these numbers and maths and shit and then the scientists had come and he'd give it to the scientists and off they go. They go and do their thing. So the thing is though is, is this particular lady of light, this isn't the first case. Like the fact that he was taken to the Vatican suggests that this uh, lady of light and the representation of it being, say, the, the, the Immaculate Mother has ramifications beyond just aliens and, and UFOs because mm. then we start cutting into uh, what even Lou Elizondo himself was talking about, religion, and if people are going to join. If, if everyone found out what the truth was, a lot of people would, lo- would, would leave the faith, yeah. mm. but a lot of people would then join the faith. So at the same time, the ramifications in government's eyes is like, this is beyond like we've, we've, we've separated church and state. Yeah. We've replaced the occult and spirituality with science. So how are they going to be able to come around and say this thing where people, they honestly believe that basically like there's going to be a shift in society beyond, beyond what any government could control. So it's going to be a revolution of some sort. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the ramifications of knowing. See, the thing is, is, is Cost of knowledge. the three of us, we're, we're, we're looking for this now. Yeah. This is, this is what we're looking for. We're trying to find the answers. Hmm. But if you found out that, um, half the technology that we have was actually channeled by someone sitting Which in a circle is. of triangles and stars and, and he's, lighting candles and stuff in a dark room like how are you going to be able to take that yeah yet, yet, a, yet a lot of it there's a crazy number there's a crazy number it's something like if you look into the the patent technology I mean, we've only got to talk about you know you got to understand too that there is ca there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Documents that saying Tesla came from Venus. Um that Tesla was from Venus. There's CIA documents stating that. I've got a copy of them somewhere when I was digging into Otis Carr. Um, however, also, the percentage of the technology that, look, the, basically the technology that rules our existence was channeled. I mean, Steve Jobs had his most profound experiences on, was it acid or mushrooms, right? I mean, all his ideas. The PCR came, test that we're using yeah, today exactly. was yep. invented by a man that took LSD, walked down the street with his dog, right? T- taking his dog for a walk. A badger came out of the bush and started talking to him. It changed shape, <laughs> lights appeared, and he disappeared for five hours and then found himself J-Light walking his dog again. So and then, he designed, then he designed the PCR test that basically... Yeah, yeah. after. That's exactly right. After, after this experience, he designed this yeah. test. The man that, that figured out the geometry of DNA... Figured it out on LSD. LSD, yeah. I mean, the it, drummer double... of Tool. Check this one out. The drummer of Tool, right? If those people don't know, that, the time, the band. Yeah, this is yeah. Tool the band. Sorry, yeah, Danny Carey. At the time that they were touring back in the early nineties, when uh, who was the mushroom dude, the mushroom psychiatrist dude, running around talking to aliens? Oh, Terence McKenna, not, not Terence, Terence, Terence McKenna. And also, uh, there was another, another guy, uh, Timothy were, Leary. You're not talking Timothy about Timothy Leary. Both of them, both of them were going to Danny Carey, who is an occultist who says that he's captured a demon in a jar and he's left it back at the uh, the occult lodge, and uh, that's <laughs> what he gets his his musical geometry from. Yeah, you know, his, his his inspiration, right? So these two guys were going to him for answers. So put that into perspective. Put that in, into understanding that 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 Timothy Leary talks of taking mushrooms and then using that connection 
to communicate with entities for them to land on his roof and actually claims that he could hear the, 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 the rafters and all the beams and the house bending as the ship floated over the top of his, of his roof. So <laughs> as crazy yeah, as it seems, it's sort of a hard thing to believe because, like, when you look at it, um, going into ancient civilizations or even just tribes today, when they're doing their ceremonies, there's uh, some sort of substance they are eating or drinking as their ritual, you know, and it's obviously enlightening them to go and be able to connect to whatever gods they might have or some sort of entity that they connect to. So it's not a crazy concept when you're thinking of people doing drugs to go and have these sort of open connections. Oh, look, I can boys. tell you now, a lot, there, there, there's a lot of Aboriginals that pride themselves um, that they can reach these states without any other influence. And, and yeah, that's that what it's... A, a Bora Bora ring, that's what they would be for, right? They got the Bora Bora rings. There's a couple of really cool ones here in Queensland, Anthony. It's very deep. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's very, And yeah. basically that's ecstatic dance in a circle until everyone just reaches flow state, basically. Um, yeah, there's, there's also the, uh, um, I think they're... It's a type of Muslim sect that work deeply with the occult. Um, mm-hmm. And they spin around in circles. They don't drink and they don't do anything, but they listen to a drum in this music and they build themselves out and they start whirling. Mm. And they start spinning around and around and around, around in circles into a, a state of ex, um, ecstasy. Mm. And a lot of the time they can come out saying that they communicated with something or they, they channeled an entity or something along these, these lines. Oh look, boys! We we could we could bring this right back to to myself. The reason that I'm sitting here today talking to you, fine gentlemen, is because of a DMT trip, right? I I had a DMT trip oh, about twelve or thirteen years ago now, uh, and that's the only reason that I'm sitting here today. There is a mark that, that's before I took DMT, and then there's after, and. <laughs> I'm here now today doing what I'm doing because of that. Mm. Because I was shot through a wormhole into the middle of the universe and shown universal love and was basically told I can do whatever I want to do and, you know, you got to get back there and, and start doing your work. And here we are, you know, like so many people. Um, have, and what's the difference between an abduction experience and a wild trip? What's the difference? You know, you could ask the question, are we, depending on the substance, entering these different dimensional realms? Well, my, my, most of the time, I have to say most of the time, but uh, most of the time, the drug trip is consensual. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's right. But yeah, I mean, that's 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 the reason why we say that there is angels, but there's also demons. Yeah, demons don't have that respect that they're going to show you this this um, consent. Yeah, they're going to yeah, they're going to take you. trick you, the trickster. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and it's and it's yeah, Loki. And it's, yeah, it's an, it's it's embedded in myth, just as uh, mm. like we like we might refer to it as as aliens today, but the idea of being tricked or being uh, uh, manipulated by something else that we don't understand is well written into throughout history i mean we still say today trust your gut instinct yeah you know where, 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 where did that come from and what what is the reason of that of us needing that you know i mean you need your gut instinct not just for predators or whatnot but you need to know if someone's lying to you or not yeah. and animals don't necessarily lie to you so there's there's uh yeah i think i think um when you talk about i mean i was just well, I was just sort of thinking there about animals 
where they did the I think it was Rick Doblin or was one of his the the guy that does maps uh, psychedelic studies uh, and they surveyed a heap of people doing ayahuasca um, not only uh, in you know around the globe different groups they didn't know they were being studied together right so it was complete double blind no one knew about anything right and there was a vast percentage of them that reported meeting the jaguar god uh, and like there was all these Poor. anthropological forms that all these and places that these people went that essentially seemed it was the same place right so you're taking ayahuasca doesn't matter where you are on the globe you are sent to the the jaguar god dimension for whatever reason uh and you communicate with the jaguar god or you exist in this place and it was it was like 70 or 80 percent of people had that you could see the echoing similarities that potentially these guys had all gone to the same place and where is that place right where, where are these where are they going you know because if it's not if that sort of takes it away from uh, uh, the the chemical or whatever that thing is being individual but being a purposeful thing into another window of existence you know uh and you know, you could get back to the UFO, UAP stuff. Where are these things coming from, right? Are they interdimensional? I mean, you'd be hard pressed not to have some sort of argument about that. And I've heard you talk about that, Anthony. You know, yeah. Well, yeah. This, this, the, that, that, that the whole interdimension thing too is is a bit is a bit tricky. I mean, there's there's people, you know, twelve dimensions, four dimensions, yeah. ten, five, you know, eleven dimensions. You know? But um, there's there's one there's there's the sun and the earth right and then there's life on the earth right there's liquid water there's life there's the goldilocks zone and that's what we use that the top scientists today use the idea of the goldilocks zone to try to find planets with life on it mm-hmm. right and we measure that we find that by the distance with geometry and rhythm so how many times mm-hmm. the earth goes around the sun how big is this, our sun compared to our earth? How, how you, um, does it rotate? How, what's the size of the earth? Like all these other parts of the geometry and then the rhythms or frequencies can be replicated in a lab, right? Mm. But the, the, what, what's, what's, what's the difference between the sun and the earth and a proton with the electrons flying around it? Nothing so, essentially, it all looks the same. Whether you're macro it's, or it's micro. universal, yeah, it's universal. So, these frequencies that create the earth and water and life and the distances and the geometries they can be replicated. So, we've got the sacred geometry, yeah, without the occult and, and through everything else, we've got these uh platonic shapes, and these platonic shapes are all I think there's five of them, and they all use the same shape to replicate the entire geometry. So you've got like a dodecahedron. There's seven. Seven is it? Seven. There's seven. <laughs> I've got them. I've actually got them sitting right there on a on a Metatron cube. Uh, yeah. There's some Metatron's could, I, another one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I can actually. Um, here, what I can do. Yeah, bring them out. So you got like a pyramid, then you got the double pyramid. You've got the, uh, the hexagon. Oh, look at that. Dodecahedron. Isohedron? I can't remember the names of them all, but. Hold it. There you go. Eight. No, right up there, close. Close. 
That's awesome. That's it there. That's beautiful. So each each one of those shapes, say if it was a magnet or yeah, you know, we won't dive into the route at all. But uh, you're going to have um, fields around these objects, replicating similar to the sun and the earth. Mm. So if you were able to reach these particular frequencies, you're going to come across some type of consciousness, some type of mm. life. Yeah. Mm. But being even, now, isn't it? Isn't to change it, we don't the frequency 99% of, the of what's going on. A, the what? Sorry. Say, we don't say that again. see uh, the, the light, uh, the vis, the spectrums that we now understand of light. Of those spectrums, I think we only see about one percent. Yeah. Of the spectrums that we now understand that exist, so literally, we don't see ninety-nine percent of what's going on around us. Yeah. Right, because we don't our our eye and the, the mechanism that, as amazing as it is, still doesn't pick up nothing. You know, one percent yeah, of what the, the potential light. Yeah, you know, and if we could refer, I mean, I think there's the Skinwalker story, Grub, where there's the guy, there's two guys, one's with a scope, one's not mm. with a scope, an infrared scope, and the guy's like. There's a door opening. There's a door. Can you see that? Mm. There's a door opening. Uh, something just walked out of the door. What are we doing? Are you? Can you see that? And this guy, and the other guy, with yeah. binoculars, couldn't see it. The difference being, just he had an star. infrared yeah. scope. Or just sees yeah. the line. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He had an infrared. So scope. this, 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 this whole other realm. I mean, we've got, we've got the fourth dimension around us, dictated by by fit the field geometry of everything, and. Uh, it, it's all around us every day. I mean, we're talking to each other using these fields. Absolutely. And there is no interaction with us. Yeah. So, the, like, there is a whole other geometry to the solid objects that are around us that we are completely unaware of. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why we know about them and that we know that they exist is because we've got magnets to be able to demonstrate that there is some type of field. Mm. Mm. If they didn't exist, we wouldn't know. But I mean, you know, again, existentially, I mean, if you what think is, about what, the is, fact, what is consciousness other than other than uh, uh, electricity? Yeah. So there's a well, it is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if you think about it, even so, let's not try and get it. I mean, the hardest question. Oh, is Grub gone? I oh, know he's still there. Um, the hardest question that no one can ask is why are we conscious? However, even just from a aspect no, right oh, he's yeah, yeah he's gone no, he's back. <laughs> I thought he um the i mean think about the think about the technology that we're all the thing about the technology that we're all using right now mm. like theoretically it's electrical signals but it's not because we're all using wi-fi right so it's like but we are speaking instantaneously now we can't see what is making that happen Right, that's right, and they're you know, these. I'm just trying to think about the um, you know, when it gets to a technology point, what we don't understand too is that the, the basis of pretty much every technology that we have, and every technology, especially the technology that allows us to do this, is actually quartz crystal, man. Right, it is actually there is a crystal, and dare I say it, magnets. Um, at the basis of all this technology, uh, where does that come from? Where does that understanding come from? Right? I mean, 
and again, these. How do we how do we see that we actually probably have the technology, right? But we just we can't. I'm, I'm, I've lost my train of thought. Someone, someone, <laughs> someone, talk. Look, honestly, to me, like if you look at the leadership, <laughs> like something so simple and complex um, at the same time, you know, like how can they produce all that? Of what we're doing mm. right now you know all these little different wires like little oh, no, wires you know it's, it's it's bits of metal struck together and does these little bits of things it's like how is that even mm. possible mm. Like, i know that's a big understanding like i'm not the that technologically advanced in my own head to go and understand that sort of things but you know it, it, well we, we, we take a little bit the, the, the crazy thing is is where where if we question we we all still know so the maths works and the physics works and mm. you know the, the the materials as we know it works. But well, the physics the physics works you, in it, this it, dimension. If you try to important. figure out what gravity is, that's true. That's that's true, and that's why I think that a lot of this communication or this this channeling of other voices has resulted in some of the tech that we use, including mm. building the pyramids and Baalbek mm. and moving these giant stones, mm. because. It, it's the, the, these other entities that might be advanced well beyond our years cannot touch, move, or significantly alter the material realm that we yeah, live in, the that we exist in. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like yeah. So they, 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 they need to, to give um, us the information to be able to build it. This guy was uh, explaining the dimensions. And basically, the way he was sort of explaining it is these other beings uh compared to us like how we see like a, a 2d sort of cartoon you know we see them side mm. on but if we try to go and flip mm. them to a, uh, a side on a straight on view we're basically just seeing them as a line or not even barely mm. a line and to these other dimensional beings that's probably how they're sort of seeing us as like a, a two-dimensional shape if that makes sense yeah we yeah we we mm. we exist in a in a in a different we would exist in a different dimension just like they do yeah right however i think the the deeper understanding i know this is where uh, where because we're we're an hour and a half in boys well we might begin to start to wrap it up however um i know that what me and grub wanted to get to tonight was that in order to reach so we're we're currently a mechanical technology society fast moving into an electronic right we've gone analog mechanical mm-hmm. electronic okay and as grub was mentioning before the the new religion is science okay can't question science right um however in order for us to reach the next level of understanding and the next level of technology we must understand that I think it was Carl Sagan said the fact that science and spirituality are deemed separate does a disservice to them both. Okay. Mm, mm. Now I, I fully believe that we have found UFO UAPs in ancient ruins, right? I think that has happened. And if you believe a lot of the stories, then yeah, not all the craft we have are from the recent past. There've been some found, who knows where, right? I'd imagine pyramids were involved, okay? Not necessarily the Great Pyramids, but, the you know, some sort of pyramidal structure somewhere, right, in the jungle. Um, those These people that could build this stuff that we can't grasp and we can't understand and we don't know how they did it, that's the reality. 
I'm tens of thousands of hours into the research and I always have to remind myself that the honest answer is we don't know. Yeah. Okay. However, whoever did build these things, whoever did have access and the understanding to do this, they understood that science and spirituality were one, that it, that it is, and these UAPs and these UFOs that we're witnessing are a manifestation of that. It's, it's more about what you can see and what you can't see are just as important as each other. Right. Mm. And if you, if you take quantum mechanics, for example, quantum mechanics and quantum physics is basically proving that magic is real. Right. And that I think quantum mechanics is our mechanical understanding, trying to grasp this concept because, yeah, how, how else do they know? How do, how do they move the way they move? How do they do what they do? And how have they been around for so long, right? Like, as Grubb said before, we are the we would be the first civilization to say, oh, yeah, we're the ones that discovered UFOs when there's literally rock art and God knows what else yeah. all over the world, right? It's not, it's not a new idea, which means they've existed either on this planet or have been coming to this planet for pick a number, yeah, right? But whoever these beings are, whatever these beings are, and wherever they are from, they understand that science and spirituality aren't that different, you know. And I think right. that's where it is. That's where, and that's and that's this is where the occult comes in because it's like the occult's trying to understand the unknown, and they're using uh, alchemy and you know all these bits and pieces. You know, what if material science and the occult actually met, right? And and we could merge these things together without the the team-based bullshit that we have to deal with these days um man how far could we come and how quickly could we do that definitely you know but this also makes me wonder too like if there was this interaction with ancient civilizations and say ets or uts where along the lines did they just go we're not going to be involved with the future we're going to let these guys just figure yeah. it for themselves and like why why even decide something like that where we could have been benefited from the ancient times there to be today where we could have been flying through the stars like why that's the biggest thing i want to understand yeah. they have some sort of grass on um our ancient civilizations like yeah why why leave us in the in the sticks and stones? like this is this is this is the problem like i said before we start met if, if we start doing things like that then um where do we place god where do we where do we where do we start putting these different um yeah but see i mean for I mean, again my uh, objective mind and my personal spirituality frozen, frozen? who's frozen not we're okay no we're you're good. right anthony oh, i yeah, think yeah uh, i think yeah. is anthony frozen no, 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 no it's just good. me no, it's just you mate oh, right. playing up oh, again. must be me <laughs> um, so no i, I See, through my spiritual understanding, I mean, if I was to pan the camera around this room, there's representations of multiple spiritual understandings, right? Whoever or whatever the, the God force is, right, the masculine and the feminine, the dark, the light, the balance in the universe, exists regardless of whether or not we can traverse that universe, you know? But I think the material... Look, it's hard not to get conspiracy-minded, boys, when mm. you say why. Yeah, definitely. I think we have the tech. I think we've got the tech. I think yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I think it's been. But I think I see this is this is, from this us is because the thing. we're I think, on dinosaur juice. You know what I mean? Once you once you start looking at it, you start to realize that it's it's. It, if we if we start using this tech, 
we're, we're literally like, oh God, it's so hard to explain. Like, uh, uh, if if there is some kind of ether or something that they that that this tech involves, right? It's it, the the religious ramifications of suddenly people doing things that are described that angels are done, are doing, and then the device looks like the description of an angel. Like some of these things are gonna they're gonna be like you 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 can't be doing that, yeah. You're you're that's the Tower of Babel. We were warned about that. If we had what our description for, from what our understanding of what God yeah. is and what yeah. angels are on an eclastic level, we would have attained those abilities. Yeah. And to well, them, you go, boy. Okay, that's so we the can Tower actually... of Babel. You know what I mean? So... It's, it's such a it's such a, a, a deep a deep spiritual level with people that that mm. that this that, that 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 the crossover because we've kind of try to burn the whole spiritual side of it and yet religion is still there like what when they had remote see if if we use this tech and this tech starts to be able to show us the future and the past and allow us to tell it be be telepathic right Mm -hmm. if these abilities this is just the ramification of us using them right then where do demons come from where where do angels where where do all these other all these other things are going to start happening to people so they get like automatically there's going to be the idea of you're actually tapping into the source of where demons come from. And that's the technology that you're using because mm. it did yeah, you understand what I mean? It's, it's, yeah, it's I do understand a, what you mean. a deep fundamental level for some people that but it's he's the, like ramifications, the whole remote right? viewing. So, they had remote yeah. viewing with the CIA and then they canned it. Oh, the, the because Russians they said, if you're well. not, yeah, if you're not talking to the, to, to, if, if you're not doing this through Jesus and God, then you're doing it through the demons and it needs to stop. And that was through Bush senior's administration. So the, the, the idea of them thinking like they got to can this stuff. And that well, was just remote viewing. That, though. It was well before that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were doing that in the fifties and stuff. Yeah. You know, back in the, uh, when the Romans took over the world, that's when they started going on with the religious culture you know that's where if anything that goes oh, against yeah, their yeah. sort of nature with the demon. Yeah. yeah no well the the and this is the the funny story about i mean so thinking about ramifications right so we're trying to because we're all open-minded individuals we want to know right we're not scared we're not afraid of the knowledge we understand that we need it to move forward they're not because grubs like what would the ramifications be okay boys imagine a world where the vatican church and the Islamic faith no longer has hold or power. Right? What is the plan? Oh, yeah. like? I can't yeah. wait. Trust me, I can't oh, wait. But I, I think, think it's a great it, idea. Don't just, get me wrong, but I mean, the, it's, the, it's like, the mental break that would go through the deep people. State, you know? Yeah. yeah. But it, 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 would, it, would, it would destroy like, uh, like the way that we even build houses today. Yeah. Oh, it would get... it would destroy the fact that that I need to have a fence and this law and this it'll everything the entire system and like you and me would be making our own free energy device at home and then just planting it like a like a plant and just living yeah. and then yeah. out of that I'm gonna be like well I, I want to make a lathe so I want a lathe and I'm just gonna industrialize my entire little block of land and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna blow people's minds. Everyone's gonna have like nuclear reactors in their backyards, yeah. and fucking experimenting with shit, and fuck, <laughs> it'd just be insane, you know. Be... 
zipping UFOs everywhere. It'd just be, yeah. it'd be crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I sort of feel like if there yeah. was but, no I mean, sort of influence in the past ancient civilizations of where we're like, they decided to stop interacting with us or whatever, like where would we be at today? Like, you know, we, we could have been well and truly a beneficial uh, planet of our own, you know, well-being sort of thing. You know? Would you like it? Would you like a couple of UTC theories as to why? Go on. Enlighten me. Us. So, <laughs> us. Um, so, look, there's a, there's one that goes around that at some point, because there's a big gap, boys, in, they call it the Dark Ages, right? Which is, it's somewhere between zero and 1500, right? There's a 400-year period in there where no one's real sure what happened, right? We, we say that we don't, but we don't know. Right, we don't know anything to be honest. However, um, and there's a a theory that I mean, take the hobbits, right? Take the story of the hobbits, the elves, the dwarves, the humans, the orcs, the blah 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 blah. A version of that is let's let's pretend for a second, where a version of that is real, okay? And you know, maybe it was the time of man, okay, or maybe. Look, I tend to think, knowing human nature, in the not-too-distant past, I think more recent than we understand, uh, we did have access to magic. We did understand the ether. We did have access to this technology or, or, or this understanding, I suppose, is probably a better way to put it. And we probably messed it up. You know what I mean? We probably used it uh, for negative Yeah, uh, 100% purposes. agree. I was going to say this, yeah. Yeah, we've, we abused yeah. the power of magic. And it was taken from us. And by we ourselves. Probably by, probably by, by ourselves or a version. Said, yeah, by, by a version of ourselves. Fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By, by a version of ourselves, right? And we were downgraded. Um, you know, and we're fighting our way back to that understanding. Because objectively, you know, all the, the spiritual practices, the telekinesis, the telepathy, telepathy, the remote viewing, all that sort of stuff. To those with an open mind, it totally makes sense that we can do that. I mean, I've astral traveled in my dreams. Uh, I've done that a few times, right? Um, you know, this stuff is there. It's real, right? I, I did an astral traveling course where through exercises, I actually you know, made my etherical body, I saw my etherical body raise out of my physical body. Yeah, right? I think you've done this yeah, too. Yeah, so I grab. created tapes. Yeah. Yeah, you can use sound, just use sound, pulse, and, and all these yeah. different methods. And you can but, separate. Uh, ma- imagine, huh? imagine Otis T. Carr or Tesla or, or Steinmetz that, that that worked this stuff out. They, they were the guys that invented the all, all, all the idea that we teach with electronics today. Hmm. This is over 100 years ago, right? So th- this, this is... Like the person that invented the volt, who figured it out and measured it, said the one volt equals one electron. That's what we know what it is today. One volt equals one particle. And yet when he described it, you look at his books and he says that one volt is one rate of induction upon the ether. So it was a wavelength upon the ether. So from the very beginning of the very first people that discovered this stuff, they were snuffed out. The technology was taken, but the ideas and the actual, like, we can describe it and the numbers can count it, but their understanding of where it came from. Yeah, and what it was. They left out. Entirely different. Entirely different. Like, they, 
Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's, there is some type of cover up in a way, but I, I, I believe that these like Nikola Tesla had these coils that I've seen replicated today with this new understanding and actually creates a feminine healing energy, a masculine logical energy. And then if you go too high, you actually start causing sickness to people and electrical sickness. It's not cancer. It's not radiation. It, it is an effect of radiation, but it's a direct. Well, it's you, you have sent a, you, you, you've had a, you've sent a frequency through your body. That's starting to separate, <clears throat> You're starting to separate the insides of your body. That's what's going on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's not yeah. as far. Yeah. You're but I mean, to yeah, go and, yourself. the whole of uh, yeah. the whole idea of that and the understanding of where that comes from comes from Pythagoras and the Pythagoreans. So this is known under, understood to a level that the Greek, the ancient Greeks understood this. Hmm. Not only, not only did they understand it, but, but they've even got the words Sumerians that don't even it. translate so, to today. You need to have a no. whole book to be able to translate that word. And the Sumerians understood so it, prior it's, to them, it's, right? That's the, the it's, it's old tech. It's old tech. years ago, right? They knew, you know, I mean, explain to me without, you know, you're an operator, Anthony. Explain to me without a, a, a lever 500-ton crane, do you put half of these stones in place? And even then, how do you do that, right? Yeah. Unless you understand the space between spaces, unless you understand, uh, you know, unless you you have a faith, I suppose, in the unseen. <clears throat> is it a faith or is it an understanding? Knowing. No, it's, it's a, knowing a knowing because you can prove it with, with an experiment. Yeah. And they proved it with the pyramids and, 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 and Baalbek. They'd sit there staring mm. us in the face saying, this is what we did. Yeah. They replicated. Mm. Yeah. Fix it. You know. Yeah. But I think well, this yeah. technology, this. man, it, it's. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, boys, we're going to come to the show there. I've got one question here to go and um, sort of see what we can try and get out of this one maybe. Now, everyone's sort of going right. against the Americans here with the uh, the freedom of information going against the US government with regards to UFOs, UAPs. So what if we can somehow kind of encourage the world to sort of start attacking the Vatican's anywhere that's got some sort of real deep state sort of information in regards to ancient civilizations, technologies, anything like that. If we get the world to sort of like back us and try and start, uh, you know, harassing these governments, I don't know, whatever you want to call them, start, you know, getting the information out of them, you know, there's got to be some sort of point there where we can get to, to break them and go, look, tell us the truth, give us the truth, we deserve it. I think, I think uh, me and Truth were talking earlier, just before, um, before we came on the air, and um, I think it's already being released. I mean. Yeah. I, I think if you, if you look hard enough on YouTube or some of, on just social media, uh, you will find people that are doing this. Like, like I, I, I just said before, there's these people that figured out Nikola Tesla's original understanding of electricity and they're applying it and they're actually getting results. They're getting levitation. They're getting healing. They're getting uh, uh, impulse. Uh, what do you call it? Um, Impulse technology. So it's like yeah. uh, you use impulse upon the ether to actually move a craft. Yeah. So some of these things and, and the understanding of field theory and, and, and field mechanics is, is, is the next level because quite literally it is the fourth dimension of any 3D object yeah. is the field geometry and what they're doing. Yeah. And what I'm getting at is all this stuff that's stuck in a vault underground somewhere 
we need that shit released. You know, that stuff yeah. needs to start coming to the public. It is. No, no, no. no I'm not talking yeah, about, like, like, um, it, talking it, about it, like the people on, on no, YouTube think... or stuff like that. I'm talking about like the people who are in this power need to be held it accountable. It needs to be and, physically and released. They have it, to yeah, bring it, it to forward to us. Released. To actually so there's two. They're not going to. But that's where we need to attack them. Yeah, so, okay. So, a few. Yeah. So, what Grub's saying, what the discussion myself and Grub had before we come on the mic was the fact that how's it me and Grub, two random dudes in Australia, um, and what's fascinating, so me and Grub are down this UAP magnetic energy rabbit hole. Mm. Um, Angus next door, who helps out with the podcast, is researching fusion technology all by himself, right? He didn't talk to me or Grub. We didn't know anything about that. But within a 50-meter radius, everybody is researching alternative energy technology. Yeah. I think from an esoteric and occult point of view, this information is being released from the ether and given to those who can understand it so they can apply it, right? Yeah. And I think that's what Grub's saying. It is being released. However, you got to it's, it's it's for the ears to hear. Yeah. You gotta have a number one, you gotta have the ears to listen, right? And the eyes to see and, and the eyes yeah, to see, yeah. the ears to listen and the mind to uh, to to grasp the concept. Yeah. Because I mean we spoke about earlier the what would happen if if we truly knew that we weren't alone and you know what I mean? And I know we can't talk about Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club, right? However, <laughs> um, we were shown over the last two years that we're very, still very easily led, um, mm. still very easily yeah. manipulated, still mm. very easily, you know, fear, control, divide and conquer are still very yeah. successful mechanisms. Um, and we need one of two things, Anthony, for that to happen, right? Um, we need a, a an undeniable extraterrestrial, genuine extraterrestrial uh, experience to happen outside of anyone releasing documents telling us that they happen, right? So it just needs to happen in the sky and needs to be seen by millions and millions of people and be undeniable, right? Yeah. That would cause a great awakening, okay? Uh, that's an external influence. The second one that we need, and we probably needed it over the last couple of years a little bit more, is an internal influence, right? This is the because thing is, if, if you, if we as humans can grasp the fact that science and spirituality are one, that the dark and light are one, that everything's the same and it's all the same, then we can reach the God self, right? We can reach that state where we understand that there's no politician, businessman, world leader, elite person who's not a human being, right? Yep. You know, as far as we know. any of those people, <laughs> and as far as we know, right? Uh, any of those people have a hot chili the night before, <laughs> then they have an interesting fucking toilet experience the next day, right? There's no difference between me, you, and them, yeah. theoretically, right? If they're not lizard people, but, we're <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, let's pretend they're just this is just the humans, right? Yeah. Um, we need to realize that we're all the same, and we need to realize that we outnumber these people tens of thousands to one, right? Um, yeah, look, I, I can't disagree with the, the, the golden grot. I like that. Uh, it would be controlled. Like, this is the problem I have, right? I would question any major extraterrestrial UAT, UAP, UFO experience today, I would question whether it was real or not, right? The more that the US government released, the less I believe them. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's, want... that's why I don't think, I don't think you're going to have to, like 
you want to know the truth, stop looking at the cameras. Stop looking at the, the, the screen. You, you, you're going to have to look for it. You have I think, to find it, yeah. Yeah, I honestly think it's, yeah, yeah. Look at looking, uh, yeah. I mean, some of the experiences I've had, like I've only ever, I think I, I mentioned to you, Anthony, the other day. I had one UFO experience. I looked up, I could see a shadow on the yeah. bottom of a cloud yeah. that was wicked high, and it was in the middle of the day, and that it was traveling pretty quickly, but the cloud was easy, like strat. It was it was way up there. So to cast a shadow that big to hold a five cent piece up to your eye like a penny and be yeah. that size in a cloud that that's that's yeah that blew me away but besides from that the more uh, i don't know more um esoteric stuff that i've experienced is 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 where i'm coming from on this side so yeah, i mean I i've had some some weird experiences in the bush and shit and i'm thinking well now, when I hear stories about them now, about Yowies or, or Bigfoot or, or entities in the, in the forest or whatever, that they're almost using the same tech. They're somehow yeah, teleporting the in and out of existence yeah. and, and, they're, and they're doing the same thing. And I'm thinking, if that's the case, then what – and then there's this, this, this whole occult thing throughout all of civilization, hiding something from the people because they just can't – even cavemen couldn't even handle it. They had mm -hmm. to just keep it to the shaman – and he can stay well away from the village so we can do our own thing and he can come and tell us when the world's going to end and what we have to do. Yeah. yeah. But he's yeah. out there talking to entities and dealing with ships and all this crazy shit and comes in and goes, right, you're going to move now because there's going to be a UFO landing or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I so, think I mean, that, uh, people, key, people the, even back then rejected it. They're like, that's yeah. too creepy. You can stay the fuck away from us and just tell mm. us when you need it. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like, and I think the, the key is, boys, is that... Uh, the answer to anything you know you have all the answers man you know here here and here you know mm. what i mean the head the heart the gut right they're all the answers everything you're looking for within you and if we can see past the the fear and control and divide and conquer um and and see that then we would know that we are worthy right however you know i i, I wrote a poem a little while ago and um there was a, there's a stanza in there that sort of reminds what, what we're talking about, right? And then it sort of went like this. It went, um, yes, the dark is right. And it was sort of to do with the last few years and the times that we're in. And it was, uh, yes, the dark is rising. However, the light must rise to meet it. Inwards, we must all go to see whether or not we have the will to beat it. Because the thing is, we're also very good slaves, Anthony. Oh, and uh, absolutely, um, there's always going to be a percentage of the population that will walk lockstep. Um, and but I think we're reaching critical mass where more of us want the answers now. Yeah, uh, we're ready. We we know that it's another thing that, and it's probably maybe we end on this thought, boys, because me and Grub were talking about this. It's yeah, hard. Before we lose Grub because he's got like five percent battery apparently, so he's, he's five percent. Yeah. <laughs> so before we lose Grub. Um, me and Grub are talking about the fact that it's really hard and it's very difficult to grasp the fact that pretty much everything you've ever been told or taught is bullshit. Um, and people don't like that and they, they find it difficult to understand. However, that is the reality, right? And that's difficult to understand, but it's something that we must grasp and let go of misconceptions preconceptions understandings perceptions of of basically everything um 
but you can't get to the point where you're willing to do that unless you let go of that. Everything. Right? That's scary. Yeah. That's scary, man. Everything. It is. <laughs> it's scary, man. Like I, I remember the day I was in I was in Edward Street in <laughs> Brisbane City, right? I was in Edward Street, Brisbane City, just got off the train and walking to work, right? Had an existential experience when I realized that no one knew anything. Right, no one really knows anything, boys. No, I, don't. I don't, you don't. Like, no, you know, all the knowledge that we talked about today isn't even a pixel in the screens that we're looking at. Yeah. Right, that's that's the reality. And when you grasp that, that can do one of two things. That'll either set you free and allow you to dig and understand deeper philosophies and understandings, or it'll freak you the right the fuck out and you will never think about it ever again yeah basically you know go I mean? in the fetal position and just start rocking back and forth <laughs> <That's right. laughs> when you think about the stuff that i talk about right everyone i meet they go do you know about this you know right and mm. <laughs> a lot of, lot of people don't like it eh? There's, well, there, you, there, there you, is you, a few people their eyes their eyes like bug out of the head they're like oh my god this is incredible like this is this has mm. brought brought happiness to my life you know it's brought a new a new beam of light and then others are just like Nah, nah, nah. They just shake their head and walk away. And yeah, yeah. and you're just like, wow, wow. Some people just like, I, I like to do that, you know, like just drop something on someone that, that, that I find it's relatable to them. And uh, yeah, you, you just watch them fucking know that but their, their mind explodes yeah. or they just, <laughs> yeah. they just, they just kind of yeah. shake their head going, what, what? And they go back to talking about some reality TV show or something. <laughs> what? I, 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 can't, I can't remember old mate's name from you missing the point. I was talking to him on Instagram the other day. However, he's right there, right? Yeah. We have to be careful of anyone who deems themselves an expert. Yeah. Right? No one, nobody is an expert. Yeah. Okay? I've even said this and, in previous podcasts. Uh, I can't remember if I was talking about it. I said the same thing too. Like, you know, all these people claiming to be UFO experts and that, they don't know jack shit. No. Do you know what we do? You know what we classify ourselves here as at, at unlocking the code, Anthony? Right? We are sophomaniacs. Do you know what a sophomaniac is? A sophomaniac is someone who has the delusion that they're intelligent. <laughs> yeah, well, that's definitely me. <laughs> that's yeah. It's well, me actually, too, I, no, I don't have a delusion. Right? I know I'm not intelligent. <laughs> so, yeah, know. right. There's no, there's no delusion. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, if you, yeah, any time that you find yourself. Uh, you know, rubbing your nails, you know, how, mm. you know, how good am I? You should question what's going on because yeah. no one knows. Right. And you know, that's the, and again, that's a blessing and a curse because if you know that no one knows, that means you don't know either. So what are you even talking about? You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Mm. It's, 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 it's good to see that more like there's, there's literally, I reckon there's billions of people around the world now that are, that are, coming to this conclusion and if mm. they had the chance they'd be on here talking to us now too you know yeah like it's it's, it's getting that profound like the other thing is i ask people about uh odd experiences like shadow beings or or have you had uh um um sleep paralysis or something you know all these different things and probably 95 percent of the people i talk to turn around and go or at least the next day they come around and go you know what there was this this one experience you know and and it's it's literally ninety five percent of the people turn around and say yeah, so they're primed. Everyone's ready. Sorry, there's mm. a big plane coming over. That's it. A bit, bit noisy. 
Oh, yeah, I'm surprised well, you, might, you guys are here, but like I haven't had any um, spiritual experiences, nothing of that nature to go and sort of be on board with that sort of spectrum. Um, but like it makes you wonder why I do this show. But if I haven't really had any, yeah, great... the... <laughs> not even that, mate. I don't even get on that. But you know, <laughs> well, the thing is, Anthony, right? So the way I look at it, man, is that we all have skill sets. Okay, I I do have a belief that. A lot of us that are here this time around have been here before and we know each other from before too, right? I mean, if you think about us three, you think about some of the connections that we're making globally, a lot of these people, when you talk to them, it's like your old mates, mm. right? But you Shout out to it, General Lee. Yeah, General yeah. Lee's the man who's joined most of us together. He's, yes. he's a good man. <laughs> um, however, you know, like when I first talked to Lee, mate, we, we it's like we picked up on a conversation that, you know, <laughs> that we started, who knows, 100, 2,000 years ago, last time I talked to Lee. Yeah. I just haven't seen him for a while. <laughs> yeah, you know what right. I mean? <laughs> um, and that's nice what it's you. like. Yeah. Good to see you again, man. You know, and I get the same with Grub. I get the same with you, Anthony, right? And I think we all have different skill sets. We all have different understandings. What I like about what you do, Anthony, on your on the, in the main part of your podcast is you're very neutral. You are a knowledge seeker of the highest order. And you've said yourself, you're not even really sure why you do it. You're just curious, right? Mm. And the the calm nature that you allow people to have to do that, that's a skill set that not a lot of people have, right? Which is why, you know, some of your episodes. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty hot blood today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got to be calm. Bit Irish. Be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can. You may or may, you may or may not be known, Grub, for getting off on a bit of a tangent, mate. But we... <laughs> so I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't question that, Anthony. What I would question is is yourself, mate. Right? Question yourself. It's like, where are you at on your personal spiritual journey? I ask right? have myself you quite often. It, I have, I have, and honestly, I've got no idea. I have got Good. no idea to even right know where to even try and figure out where I'm at on that kind of spectrum. You know, it, it's a, it's a, I'm, I'm like, it's like I hit a brick wall. Like I want to keep pushing through to go and trying to like uh, break through and experience these things for myself that everyone seems to keep claiming that these things are real in existence. It's like, I want to know for myself firsthand. Like I'm scared of the whole mm. fucking topic, but you know, it's because it's, it's, it's well, against our go. nature. Well, there you go. But did you, do, did you not just answer your own question? Yeah, that'll, yeah, that, that, that's going to, I know, you, just, it, you just answered yeah, your own question. Yeah, right? If there is a fear there, if there's a fear there, right? It's, it won't work, yeah. It won't work, right? I wouldn't you, really call it a that's fear. It's more world. like a <laughs> how would you explain it? Not really like a fear, but it's like a how far Anxiety. would you go beyond to say that you actually lose yourself in that sort of concept? That's where I'm more fearful of, you know. Like, okay, like, so it's yeah, control. Yeah. So it's control. Right. I guess you, I am, you don't want to sanity. Lose control. They're, 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 I don't, that's right. You don't want to lose control of your faculties. Yeah. You don't want to. Look, I don't want to man, lose my not. objective abilities. Yes, there it is, right? Mm. But again, in in a roundabout way, it's sort of like here unlocking the code, right? When I discovered the triptych, and I need to do an episode on the triptych with you boys, or you know, I've got a whole slideshow presentation to do with it, along with everything else. Um, mm. The triptych, the ether, magnets, somewhere in there is literally all the answers we actually will ever need, right? And 
I was like this. It was like this time last year that the triptych um, uh, came into my existence, and I'm like, oh my god, we've unlocked the code. That's it. We're done. We've unlocked the code, and then we released the triptych episode. There's an episode called Triptych Echoes. Uh, it is one of the most unpopular episodes of all time, right? <laughs> so it's like, because no one knows what it means. No one understands it. Because the most profound things that you'll ever hear, the most profound experiences you've ever had are the, are the simplest, right? They, they, they truly are. Um, yeah, they represent Mother Nature. But you've got to let go, man. Well, this mm. side of the ether, yeah, they, they, they represent. You've got it. Uh... In, in any of these, if I think about the... You know that DM that so that DMT experience, right? Mm-hmm. I was at the end of my rope. I was nearly at the end of a rope. I'm not ashamed to say that. I'm not joking about that. Right? That's where I was at. I was in the darkest of darkest holes. I I had nothing that I could perceive. Right? And you know, uh, I don't have any sisters, but a sister, if I had one, this was her. Um, I went back down to Ballarat, where I'm from, and I ran. I went to see her. And she's like, hey, do you want to try something? And I'm like, I will try anything. I was ready to surrender and let go, right? And the only reason that that situation or that experience was so profound is because I did let go, you know? And I think um, objective three-dimensional control is the the thing that holds us back, Anthony, right? Um, It's a bit silly thing for you too, man. As you spend your life as an operator, you are literally in control of something all the time. You know what I mean? You know, so yeah, just let go of the controls on the dozer, mate. She'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, over the whole wall ago. See you later. Yeah. I'm off to the different Don't spectrum. worry about it. Just, tr- just trust the ether, man. The ether will guide you. No, that's not how it works, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, I might disappear. I'm 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 a full of the network. I've got one percent left. No, you're right, right, man. You can get get out of here if you want, mate. Mate, uh, thanks very much no, for this coming was on. Good, man. Um, that was yeah, that was a lot better. Good. I'll give a shout out for you, and um, also people can know where to find yeah. you if they drop out, mate. So yeah, no, we we'll appreciate that. Mm. But yeah, man. Yeah, I that's right. Well, um, I hope you, uh, you know. I leave you on your journey. All right, bud. Cheers, Thank mate. You. We'll get you back on again soon. I think I'm like, uh, I might just be. Excellent. Take care, boys. Watch out for those. Take care. Take care, wolf. Yeah, I've got to put him to bed again. Hang on. He's picked up the neighbours again. Sassy. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right, boys. See you later. See you, mate. See you, mate. So like, I just want to touch on again, like, you know, um, going on, like, I don't want to lose my objectiveness because, like, going through social media, isn't that? Like, uh, social media is a great thing. It sort of connects everyone there. We get a bit of an idea of what is out there, what's been hidden, and, so, like, you know, things are being released. But there's a lot of discredit in when it comes to ancient civilizations or even ufos yeah. or um you know paranormal sort of aspects there people put up fake shit or people mm-hmm. trying to post stuff that they All don't time, understand yeah and and i think i think there's deliberate misinformation as well absolutely deal with along and with to me it, 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 there as well yeah i'm burnt out from it all i think and, and uh, it, it burns my piss to say like how much crap that people don't understand is what's going on and that's where i'm sort of afraid of losing my objective side of things that I'll start believing that their crap is real. Because mm. um, if I experience something on that sort of level where it, it just blows my absolute whole reality, even though I, I understand that it's already there and I realize it's there and I understand that, but having mm. the experience there for myself, I feel like that will just, I don't know, put me yeah, behind, it's, it's... Above, above, <clears throat> over that fence line, you know, if that makes sense. So I remember 
um, so I've been doing this six, seven years now, right? So I found myself tied to a couple of particular theories um, and I identified them as objective truth in my mind, okay? And then I found myself defending those theories irrationally one day, right? Where someone actually did provide me with a a reasonable, um, a reasonable, what am I trying to say? You know what I mean? A reasonable uh, explanation for a different theory, right? Yep. That didn't suit my narrative. Yeah, that's the other And, problem. right? And I started fighting it irrationally. Yeah. And I'm like, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Stop, stop, stop. I, 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 it was a big learning for me, this, right? And I think it's, you don't lose your objective. I think being objective is very important, right? Like, mm. as you saw here tonight, I didn't say, oh, look, pretty eco stones with carvings. No. How did they carve them? What did they carve them with? Blah, 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 right? You got to, you letting go and understanding and grasping that there is something not there that is real, that is there, that is not, that we can't see, right? And releasing yourself into that. Um, number one, spirituality is an incredibly personal thing anthony i could not tell you what my personal spirituality is and i would deem that and like when you said to me i've got no idea what my spirituality is you're on the right track the fact that you've got no idea means you're on the right track okay however you need to in your own personal space right um do you drive in drive out of your fifa yeah drive in Drive and drive. But do you drive and stay or do you drive home every day? I drive and stay. Okay. So you're afforded X amount of nights, right? Yep. Doing your drive in, drive out. Okay. I would maybe think about doing on and look, I'll be honest, man, I found I found I had some really profound experiences doing this, right? So instead of the old and I I did sixteen years, I know, right? Get back from the get back from the mine. Go and get a feed, few beers, watch a bit of telly, crash out, right? That's that's the that's the that's the role, right? That's the routine, yeah. More beers, more beers on a Friday night. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. <laughs> um, I know the routine. Been there, done that. Got the t-shirt, right? So instead of doing that, you're actually afforded a personal space in the middle of nowhere for X amount of percentage period of time that you are out there. Yeah, that's the reality, right? So. You could, and this is, and I've done, that's what I used to, I did this, right? Uh, I used to go and take photos in WA. I could show you some. They're amazing photos. But I would walk in the bush outside the mine site for an hour before, as the sun went down. And I would just be walk. I would just walk and be quiet and take photos and just be one. Um, and the photography is amazing, right? Because I was one with the moment. I was in that landscape. And because if I was to describe something about my spirituality is that I have those spiritual experiences when I'm in the middle of nowhere, when I'm in the bush, right? And when I can actually quiet myself and quiet my mind enough to be one with those elements and be one with that space, right? Now, you have a prime opportunity to do that. Hmm. Now, you should be scared, right? 
There should be anxiety. There should be fear. There should be discomfort. Because if there wasn't, you're not going to learn, right? Um, and it's an incredibly personal journey. So maybe, and the thing is, follow your instincts, right? I just told you what I did. I, I was in a, and you know, it was a mental health thing. It was all this sort of stuff, but it was also getting away from the beer, food, shit as well, right? Just breaking that cycle because it's not good for you. Mm. Um, and you know that objectively. However, it's part of the, it's part of the life out there, right? Yeah. Um, but you can choose another path and you can think about things from a different way. Because, I mean, I, I, I see, <clears throat> I've heard you on your show a number of times, right? And I've praised you myself. I love, I like your show. I love your show. The, 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 been listened to quite a few episodes lately. I've been, because there's so many podcasts, right? I sort of mm. go and listen to a few and then I come back and go back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the way you do your podcast, especially with these guests that are pretty nervous and telling a story, right? Um, you know, uh, the, yeah, I'll get to that in a second. Spirituality, yeah. Um, however, yeah, personally cautious of spirituality and gravitate towards faith. Yeah, faith in self. Um, spirituality is a loaded term. Unfortunately, any of these terms, especially in the English English language, which is so brutal, they have connotation. Um, and I get. And again, I use spirituality because that's the term that I like. You can call it faith. You can call it God force. You can call mm. it, you know, the spaghetti monster in the fucking sky for all I care. You know what I mean? It, they, yeah. it makes no difference what it is. Pastor Farron here, by the way. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Pastor Farron, there you go, mate. Right? So you need to meditate with the spaghetti monster in the sky that's and it. you will find your way, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter. None of these terms matter. None of the thing it's about... Um. You know, I thought I see a thing I said, uh, you know, spirituality is individual, religion is crowd control, mm. right? Um, we're all trying to get to the same mountaintop and there's two million paths up the mountain. Your path's not wrong, my path's not wrong and old mate from your missing the points path's not wrong. No one's wrong, you know, but I think you won't lose your objective sense if you find the God self within you, Anthony. In fact, what will happen is it will expand because you'll be able to layer that on top of that. And I would follow your instincts out there, right? Use that time. Obviously, talk to the missus and do whatever you got to do. Yeah. But that that moments, you know, and that's what I used to do. You know, I'd, I'd make a time. I will call you X time, whatever. In between that time and the time of the call and then after that time and the time I used to go to bed when I was working out in WA, I use that time to explore my mind, explore what is it that I, you know, where's my path to spirituality? What echoes with me? Um, and the beauty is, you know, with the connections that we're both making and the, the, the podcast stuff and the knowledge that's out there now, there's so many things that you can look at. But don't you're, you're right to be scared. You're right to be fearful. However, It'll be, and it's not going to be some grand experience. It mightn't be, mate. It might be mm. one little thing here. It might be one little thing there. It might be, you might already be experiencing it already and you don't even know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't, you won't, you won't <clears throat> grasping spirituality or whatever that term you want to be, Pastafarian religion, 
is is not going to wreck your objective. Um, in fact, it might make you question even more. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah, no, I definitely understand that part. Mm. But I think yeah, it's, it's more think... to the point too, like... Um... And get off and give yourself uh, uh, one day off a week of the page. Of oh, the, yeah, like I'm... Of I'm... the constant investigations. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you got to... <laughs> if you don't have a mental break with that stuff, it'll send you around the twist, right? It, yeah. You know? Because I think people want to believe so much they do that they, they they and you can't blame them they're looking for something else man they know that religion has lost its power science is you know the speed of science equals the speed of money and all that sort of stuff yeah. right so we know that all the things of objectively it's it, it's difficult for even the most layman term person to um not see that everything's bullshit but it's the level with which everything's bullshit yeah. so it's tough man like I, i've had some i've had some over the years, dude, I, not as much as you because you've chosen a bit a specific field, but I've had some people over the years get in touch with me with some insane ideas, right? Mm. Insane. However, what I did, I think there's a, there's a there's a diplomatic way to deal with this stuff too, Anthony. Right? You don't have to. And this goes back to sort of leadership management stuff as well that I used to apply back in the day, and it's like, you know, you know, you're in the mining game, right? I love you, boys. But you, you guys are the epitome of not real bright, but can lift heavy things. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. And you know, you know the boys I'm talking about. When I said to you, some people have said some stupid stuff to me over mm-hmm. the years, right? And instead of me going, "That is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life, mate," yeah, go away, right? You don't say that. You say, "Listen, man, I appreciate your input, or be as gentle or as diplomatic as you can." Yeah, definitely. Because the other thing is, too, is a broken clock is right twice a day, Anthony, mm. right? So you can't dismiss everything. I work on the what if 1% is true, right? Because um, I looked at a few of the videos and stuff. Because I've been listening to your podcast, I've been trolling the page and, and just seeing what's going on on the page. And, you know, I can see the comments and all that sort of stuff. And it's it's intense. I know why you'd be stressed out about it, right? Yeah. Um I wouldn't say I'm stressed uh, out about it. It's just more, it burns me out. Yeah, it does. Know, because it's too point, much, um, Yeah, like, because the point, like, you go, it's not what you think it is or want it to be. So don't mm. argue and abuse people because it's not what you want it to be. And that's where I sort of get burned out because like, people abuse the crap out of me all the time saying, like, fuck off with your damn stupid objective crap because you don't know everything. It's like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not claiming mm. I know everything. It's more the fact that mm. I'm explaining to you something that, it is what this is with the evidence mm. there to try and help back that up and they still don't want to believe yeah. it. And like, I'm not, again, like I'm not trying to discredit or disprove anyone's genuine experiences of what they've had, but there's some people just are too open-minded on that aspect. And that's where I was sort of like more saying, I'll, because it, it comes yeah, down to a psychological if, point of view as well, where some people will yeah. believe everything is a, you know, and that's, that's where I'm uh, Absolutely. It's a psychological profile, right? Um, there's grub, oh, grubs, <laughs> yeah, grubs back. He's using his message. Yeah. Uh, heading, grub. But no, look, <laughs> I think um, you're like a celeb now. Uh, <laughs> let me put this to you, Anthony. So, what if it is unrealistic for you to expect that every time you have disproven a 
thing that you were right 100% of the time, mm. right? So I work on here at UTC is I don't think about, you know, is 90% true. I work on what if 1% is true, Yeah. right? So for every video that you've disproven, what if 1% is true, right? What if 1% right. wasn't what you thought it was and it actually was a genuine experience? Mm. Um, and then the other question would go into what, uh, um, you know, the other question you might want to go into as well with that personally is, is the experience of thinking you saw something, does that still have the same alchemical reaction uh, that a true experience has? You know what I mean? Which is why these people are so adamant, right? They believe that they saw it and they believe that it happened. Hmm. So what else is there? Now, look, I'm not talking about the ones that are Venus or a helicopter yeah, yeah. or, you know what I mean? Well, that's the right, stuff yeah. that's like, Something that actually defies the logic. Mm, mm. But I, I would, yeah, I think I always look at through a lens of I could be wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, um, again, I, I look, always I'm not, think about um, like you know when I, the things that I sort of uh, will comment on is the things that I know are definitely misidentified. But if you, the thing that sort of um, grinds me a little bit too is when someone goes and try, tries to take a video of something that's in the sky, like a, a star or you know, it's like a little light in the sky. And they try and claim it as something. the The problem is here is you just got a little light in the sky. It's pixelated. The camera's going out of focus. It's not getting any details whatsoever. You know, mm -hmm. people are trying to go. It oh, yeah, it's definitely UFO. It, it doesn't move. It doesn't do yeah. shit. There's nothing there in that video or footage to justify what you're trying to explain. And to what yeah, you I know the one. Believe it. Yeah. So, you know, is and, this a recent video? Because I saw one of them. There's a, there's exactly a few of them. I was just like, I'm on all these different UFO sort of pages, and then there's just so much crap. And anyway. <laughs> And like the, again, the thing is, it's not giving any credibility to say what they are experiencing is the real deal to claim it as an ET craft or everything of that concept. Mm -hmm. Here's another. Okay, so let's do. Let's switch it up. We're talking about personal spirituality, personal philosophy. Here, okay, we could switch it up a little bit, and I could say to you, if you regulate the time and you show discipline in the time that you spend on those pages just as a matter of self-mental health, okay? You know, old mate, see, you need to pull your head out of the hole every now and again <laughs> or you will suffocate, right? And he's totally right. Yeah, okay? no, which I have uh, done a lot now. I'm not, I'm barely on the pages now. Going through, the only yeah. time I was on the shitter and that's probably the only time I look at it from the phone, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. You got to unplug, man. Like, I, oh, yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't pass half, post to half as much on social media anymore because it, didn't make much of a difference anyway and i sort of felt it was a bit wanky as well um but um personal philosophy right so you got to think about and here's here's one that's easy to say that very difficult to implement so you're going to allow so did you have a bad day or did you have a bad 10 or 20 minutes where you allowed the energy of that to influence the rest of your day that's exactly that who's running, 10 minutes who's who's running this shit mm. is it you you know what i mean like this is you know, you got to think about it like that as well. And you can't out the other one too. There's, there's two. It's like you can't out crazy crazy either, Anthony. That's right. But if you're trying to, out, <laughs> if you're not a crazy person, and you're trying to out crazy a crazy person, you will never reach the level of crazy that they're at. Mm. And 
in this twisted world, there's a lot of people that are not well in the head, mate. Um, yeah, that's right. Us included, probably. Definitely. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, look, I'm <laughs> definitely one of those people. Well, I, th- I think the thing is, mate, if you can, if you think you're crazy, then you're not because crazy people don't think they're crazy, whereas we both think that we're crazy. So that's we're okay. <laughs> well, at least we think we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, we think we're crazy, which makes us okay because, yeah, doesn't mean we're not crazy though. Yeah. That's um, <laughs> but I think there's there's some ideas, man. Because like you've been doing a lot of this stuff, and you can join this stuff together, right? Um, what's he saying there? The mind has to navigate just like the ancients navigated the seas. Exactly. Yeah, it's too, um, it's too many storms out there to get washed away in two. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, challenge. it's uh, it is a challenge, man. It is a cha- existence is a challenge, Anthony. This is what I this is this is one of one of the things, and I might wrap it up myself, mate. Yeah, but, yeah, we um, definitely push. We've done two and a half hours now. Holy oh, shit. it doesn't matter, man. It's fine. It's it, good. It, the conversation goes where it goes. It does. It's um, it's good. I had a good time. But the wife's gonna However, be a uh, for sure. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I like to say, right? So the, the human experience. Okay, so you're two hands, yeah. So on one hand. You are a drop in the ocean. The ocean forgot about Anthony. That is how insignificant you are. You are literally nothing. A speck of dust on a speck of dust on a speck of dust on the eyelash of the universe, right? You are nothing, right? On the other hand, you are the most powerful creator and manifester that has ever existed as far as we understand it, Mm. right? And how do I know that? Look around you, right? Um, Look at the work you do every day with the machine machinery how much dirt do you move and all this sort of stuff you you know obviously we are and the and the 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 crazy part is you've got to exist in between those two things you need to understand that you're nothing but you're also you are god i am god we are god right um and that's the trick man and you got to find where you are in that middle bit yeah and the other thing i wanted to say to you too because it's echoed, it's been, it's like, it's like this thing in my head, like going, tell Anthony about the, the five rings, right? So I'll finish yeah. with this. So there's a book called The Book of Five Rings by Miyamoto Musashi. Um, and we all love a samurai, right? We all love the, the idea of the samurai warrior. And what we don't understand about the true samurai back in the day is that before you could, so you, you, before you could pick up your sword, right? you had to pass through what is called the five rings, okay? Now, before you could master the sword, you would have to master the lover, the artist, the healer, and the father, right? And then, and only then, once you had mastered those four, could you pick up the sword, okay? In this modern world, we want to go straight to the sword, right? We want to be the warrior. However, it's more important to understand when not to draw your sword than when to draw your sword, if you know what I mean, right? And the modern man has lost the... Whilst we are soft in a lot of ways, we have lost the understandings of the softer side of self, right? So where are you at, right? What do you... You know, the lover, the artist, the healer, the father, right? So what you're doing right now, Anthony, is your art, okay? That's what you're doing. If you think you are or not, that's what you're doing, right? So you're working on that. 
So you got the lover, the healer, the father, you know what I mean? Where are you in those five rings and what do you need to work on? And maybe through analysing that, mate, you know, the lover, the artist, the healer, the father, then the warrior, okay? You know, and if you can have that understanding, then, because essentially you are a warrior for UFO research, right? You're going out there and this is wrong, that's wrong, da-da-da-da-da. Maybe if you look at it through the lens of those other four things, you might find a different path there yeah. somewhere, right? And where do you need to focus yourself on, right? And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm, I understand this subjectively, but I'm still working <laughs> yeah. <on> myself. <laughs> don't think yeah. for a nanosecond that I, I have uh, true understanding. Uh, I have an understanding of the concept. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think there's. There's some stuff in there for you, man. Hey, this was cool. I enjoyed yeah, it. And no, thanks, Grub. I appreciate that. This is definitely improvement on our first one, but no one <laughs> – no one. <laughs> there was a couple of people that were there, but no one really – because it was your first time as well. It was probably good that no one really saw that first one. But uh, um, I appreciate it, mate. Let's yeah, do this again soon. Definitely, man. I think this is going to be a recurring thing, I think, because we're going to dive in this whole idea, ideology of ancient – civilizations and ets ut's whatever the hell you want to call it it's it's all out there so it is all out there man but it also also what i've found is it all comes back around yeah exactly don't fall into the trap thinking there's nothing left to find or learn that's perfect grub right i I had someone tell me i had someone ask me one day anthony um you know what are you going to do when you run out of things to talk about and I looked at him like he'd grown another head. I'm like, what are you talking about? This, <laughs> this, this, I don't even cover it in all this lifetime. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Magnets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, mate. Listen, let's get out of here, eh? Look, mate, and I appreciate everyone's commenting and 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 uh, I, I do appreciate your time. And um I am I am trying to find a way, mate, to get up your way for that thing you're doing. I don't know whether I'll be able to make it happen this time around, but uh, oh, that's right, yeah, I'm doing uh, that, yeah, yeah, that's gonna yeah, be good. That's um, that's gonna be awesome. Hopefully, um, that'll yeah burst out the, the, it's the stream like, a little bit. It's like five hours or something for me. I think yeah. I'm five hours away. Um, so I'm trying to find the space and time, but I don't know. It might be a bit late in the year, but yeah, next year when you do one, I think we need to do another one and can't yeah, wait for that one but definitely. Uh, that sounds awesome we'll talk again soon mate thanks everyone for listening thanks for the questions and the and the queries and i think if you if you stuck around with us then you're all right and yeah you, everybody's on the right path i think mm. we just got to find our own way definitely. you know and help each other when we the thing is too is that yeah we are finding our own way but when we cross paths we need to make sure that we encourage each other along the way you know yeah. what i mean um because we are on our, all in our own personal journeys, but when we cross paths, we can link arms for a little while and go. Yeah, well, we're both going the same way together. That's right. Um, you know, a bit love and encouragement. And the best part uh, about it is everyone's all open to their own each other's opinions. You know, there's no wrong opinion. Absolutely. Really. And so that's the best part. No, you know, it's no, um, it's not. And it all works well, and it all entwines, and you know, it's it brings an idea to you know something that might not have been thought about. You know, that's the thing. That's that's mm. the whole idea behind this whole thing that we do. Mm. and uh yeah i'm 
southeast Queensland and Anthony's in the middle of fucking nowhere, Queensland. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Central, <laughs> Central Queensland for me. Yeah. <laughs> the joys yeah. of it. All right, yeah. mate. Thank you very much no again, worries, mate. mate. Um, give yourself a, a um, blog there before you go. So when it's all over, yeah. Uh, unlocking the code. Uh, unlocking the code can be found on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I don't engage massively with social media, but I'm trying to find a balance with that. A bit like yourself, mate. What's mm. the where's the happy medium there? Uh, but please give us a follow, give us a like. Uh, a podcast is on YouTube, but it's mainly audio. Uh, I think I've got about forty videos in the backlog, trying to figure out how to edit them, and that, uh, that's not that's not for now. Um, but yeah, all the podcast apps uh, nearing in on episode two hundred, Anthony, which is well crazy. Done, mate. Um, so yeah, it's uh, there's an old fashioned rant this week that look I was going to release tonight, but I think I'll do it tomorrow. I'm a bit tired. I need to go to bed, but uh, um, there's an old-fashioned rant about the last little while this week with Loomis out of Hawaii, top bloke, Loomis, uh, and, yeah, plenty of cool stuff coming. Grant Levac, uh got another guy coming on talking about self-sabotage and stuff out of Bermuda, mate, which would be interesting. Uh, oh, that'd be good. Towards the end of the month. Yeah, 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 towards the end of the month. That was hard to set up timing-wise. Um, but, yeah, it, uh, it's awesome. I'm loving it. I love the opportunity and I appreciate the opportunity and uh, appreciate everyone listening and, and thanks for being open to questions and understandings. I think it's very cool. Yeah, that's no, awesome, mate. Thank you very much again. And um, we're, we'll definitely go and organise this again soon down the track there. And yeah, I think this will become a, a common thing, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's be awesome, man. Look after yourself, Anthony. You too, Cheers, mate. mate. Enjoy it. Talk to you soon. See you, mate. All right. Let's see. I'm going to get this thing in there, that one there, and then go like that. Hey, look, that works. Look, guys, thanks very much for joining in. Um, so before I do finish up for myself there, look, just want to go and point out that, like, look, don't misunderstand me that I am against everyone's, um, you know, experiences and such like that. Like, I'm very open to people's experiences because, obviously, I'm not the one there that um, experienced it. You're the one who experienced the whole thing. You're explaining it. So I have no... Uh, hang on, where am I going with this? I have no right to sort of question where your experiences or how it even existed or whatever happened in, you know, from your perspective so um to me i feel that's very ignorant of anyone who does sort of question your experiences there if it's something that um of that nature in that sense you know um obviously there are things that are still misidentified and whatnot but you know like, i'm happy to help you from my uh, my side of things there to see if i can try and help you understand what it might be if you're trying to question a um from an objective side of things but yeah look guys i'm happy to help out either way but again look don't um don't take me the wrong way i'm very open to the whole concept of everything that happens in there because there's just too much stuff out there that we just don't understand and i guess the whole idea of this whole thing is to try and get an idea of it so and that will do it folks for this episode of encounters down under i hope you enjoyed the show and remember you can also get involved in the show by joining the facebook page and getting in on the live streams also please be sure to share with your friends and family to help us grow and potentially find our next guest on the show if you or you know someone who has had an encounter, please get in touch with me through our Facebook page via Messenger or email at australianufosightings at outlook.com.au. I look forward to seeing you on the next encounter down under. Hooroo! Hold up! 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 